Blog Talk Radio. Yo, Bird. What's up, man? Rick Camacho, dog. You know how we do it, man. I know you be traveling, doing your thing. Hit me up, dog. I need a, uh, an intro for you for my show. So kiss the radio. If you can't take the heat, nah, that's too cliche. My man DJ Slicks always do it his way. From the bay to the valley, he always put it down with the street level thump and the underground sound. Now you can find him on the dot com, Soul Kitchen Radio. Save it to your favorites, man, that's the best way to go. From the up and coming to the vet on the grind, he plays the kind of music that'll stimulate your mind. It's a sign of the times when the clock strikes 11 and Slick starts to reppin' with Omezi in the session. One time I missed a Monday but didn't really trip. I just subscribed on iTunes and downloaded quick. With a click or a tap, he's bound to get you right on your desktop, connect or your handheld device. So your cousin and your friend about the hottest show with Slick Rick Camacho on Soul Kitchen Radio. If you haven't heard it's Soul Kitchen Radio, man, let me tell you, this is Soul Kitchen Radio. Slick Rick Camacho, it's Soul Kitchen Radio. Big old Maisie, it's Soul Kitchen Radio. Crazy ball heads down with Soul Kitchen Radio. Tell your grandmama, this is Soul Kitchen Radio. You are now tuned to it's Soul Kitchen Radio. New music Monday, Soul Kitchen. Radio. Go, here we go. Soul Kitchen Radio, man. Whoa, technical difficulties. I didn't even think about asking you, Omizi. Welcome back. Day after Christmas. My man, Matani Vanquish, is in the building with us right now. What's up, man? What's that, man? Merry Christmas, y'all. Yeah. Big Omizi, what's the word, cut? Oh, man, I, I can't I can't call. Man, Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Happy Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, the whole get down. So let me ask you, Omizi, are you, are you celebrating Kwanzaa? Uh, in spirit, I'm not doing the whole uh, 17 candles. I mean, I know it's, I know the philosophy, so don't nobody be mad at me. But in spirit, uh, but you know, for some reason, man, society still don't want to acknowledge uh, Kwanzaa, man. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sure, man. I mean, I don't celebrate. I don't even know what the seven days are. I'd have to look them up every year. So, of course, I, I, I celebrate single day mile. That's why. <laughs> yeah, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, we never, uh, we just, we always miss, miss that one. But you know, it's well. Let's one. talk. Let's talk about Kwanzaa. Let's see why. Why does the Why does the country not catch on to it? Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Uh, it started in like the '60s, or or I didn't even hear about Kwanzaa until college, like in the '90s. So it's almost like like uh, something brand new, and and it's not real. Traditional. If you're celebrating Kwanzaa, I want to hear from you. 714-694-4150 because I want you to tell me more about it. Like maybe I could I could tweet Davey D and he'll call us and, and, and talk about Kwanzaa or something. But I'm, I'm going to try that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see if that happens. 
Twitter. Well, I think I think what's bad is that because see the kids, you know, the youth of today, man, you know, as, as far as as far as even black kids, you know, what I'm saying they they so entranced on Christmas that if you try to okay, so you know, if you try to inject something else besides you know uh, Saint Nick, you know, with the with the with the you know white beard, you know, with the presents under the Christmas tree all lit up and all the lights and all the festivities, and you feel like you feel like an outsider. You smell me, so. You know, you you combating. I mean, yeah, what does you get? A gift per day or something like that, or you celebrate for seven days, I believe, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, I got a youngster right here, but Tiny Pinkwish, right? And uh, you know, so so we talk about the youth and and celebrating Kwanzaa. What do, what do you know about Kwanzaa? I actually don't know like really nothing about Kwanzaa. Like like Kwanzaa is not talked about in school. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. That's right? why. Uh, Christmas is always talked about in school, but no other, you know, traditional holiday. I would say, I would say the the Kwanzaa is funny because remember, remember uh, in, in Sucker Free City, the movie Sucker Free City. Yeah. Kwanzaa is something that's probably talked about by that father from Sucker Free City. You know, um, you know what I'm saying that that the revolutionary white guy who wants to be down, he's probably telling. If he's oh, a kid, yeah. or he's telling the kids about Kwanzaa in school because he's trying to really, really get that culturalism. But if they're not getting it at home, and, and it's not being part of their culture, like, like, like if you want your kids to celebrate Kwanzaa when they get older, Omizi, you would have to start celebrating it now. So it, it's well, it's tradition, you know. Well, yeah. Well, I think Kwanzaa, you know, starts basically today. You know, the twenty sixth to to January first. And uh, you know, basically, it's it's um, you know, it's like a it's Pan African. It's 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 more African than it is African American. But if you if you African and you in America, then you follow the the traditions of Kwanzaa. Uh, but I just feel like, I mean, you know, we already don't have no black leadership, so we really don't have no leadership telling us about Kwanzaa breaking it down. So. For us to force feed it on our kids without having a, you know, like if me and you try to do it, we'll look stupid because they'll be asking us and they, they so inquisitive, the kids are so inquisitive that we'll be looking stupid trying to explain it. So it's better to, unless we brush up on it, just to let it go. Right. Not let it, not let it go, but just, you know, keep it traditional until, until we find out more information. Okay. Oh, my motherfucking partner, Mini Green is in the building, in the, uh, in the chat room. He's in and out. What's up to you? Aaron, little Aaron, man. So if you're on the line, you want to, you're on hold. Push one if you want to talk, or else we're just gonna let you listen to the show. That's how it goes right here on Soul Kitchen Radio. So, um, so anyway, yeah, like like you were saying, it's I don't know, I wouldn't know how to start celebrate anthem. You know, you know, my kids are black, my kids are African American, but we don't celebrate Kwanzaa. We don't we don't know about it. I mean, I wasn't taught. I wasn't even taught in college about Kwanzaa. You know, so. But you know what? I'm a, I'm a. <laughs> this, this is what I'm gonna do for you today. To break down the seven days of Kwanzaa, right? And and we're gonna go into it. Happy Kwanzaa to everybody happy out Kwanzaa there. To everybody. Yes. And, and oh, and happy uh, Merry Christmas or happy December 25th to all my Jehovah Witness partners. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do the Christmas. They just do December 25th. Just another day. They're just happy to take the day off. Okay, so day one, Umoja, unity. 
to strive for and to maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. Okay? Day two. And I guess, I don't know if you give a gift of a unity. I think everything is based on on made-up gifts. You don't go out to, to Walmart and celebrate Kwanzaa. Right. right. So everything is made-up gift. Maybe that's another part of it, because if it was if it was materialistic, it'd probably be really blown up. Oh, it'd be big. You know, so so being not materialistic probably, probably adds to it. Um, day two, what's that? Come on, man. Riverside High School is. <laughs> what is it? It's right there in front of you, man. It's right there. Read, read it, man. <laughs> Come on, Riverside. Kuji Chakulia. Kuji Chakulia. Self determination. To define ourselves, name ourselves, create ourselves, and speak of ourselves, and stand up. Kuji Chakulia. Kuji Chakuria. Um, day three, Ujima, which is almost like Umoja. If it was Spanish, that would be the feminine Ujima. Ujima, uh, collective work and responsibility to build and maintain our community together and make our brothers and sisters problems our problems and to solve them together. So you both, this, what I'm getting from this Kwanzaa is very, very self-lifting, you know, yeah, and, and I'm liking that so far. Hold on, sweet Gail, I see you there. We're gonna get to you in a second. Hold on. Um, so far, I really like what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> and, and, and not only should people just do this for seven days out of the year, they should do this. Is almost something that you should do for for your whole life. You know, you should you should uh, live your life around these these principles. Um, the principle Ujama. Cooperative economics to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses, and to profit from them together. Okay, so the Arabs are using Ujama because yesterday the only people open was them. Right? They're building their their own stores, shops, and other businesses to profit from them together. Um, the next one is Nia. So now we're on. Today's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They're going to be celebrating NIA, purpose, to make our collective vocation, the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. Um, so Saturday, we're going into Kumba, creativity, make a paper mache airplane for your friend to do always as much as we can in the way we can in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited it. Can I say the last one? Yeah, go ahead. The last one, the last one uh, is, is Imani, right? Imani, uh, faith, to believe with all our heart in our people, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, and the righteousness and victory of our struggle. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I was saying something and I just snapped. <laughs> Put out the collection plate on y'all. Put it out. Come on. It's time to collect. Yes, sir. Send it. SoulKitsRadio1 at gmail.com. PayPal. It's collection time. Yes. <laughs> so there we go. I mean, that that's Kwanzaa. And, and, and it might sound like we're joking around about it and stuff, but you, you kind of joke about stuff you don't really know about. But in all in all honesty... The 
what it represents and what it asks people to do every day is is like like greatness. I like that. And, if we, and and not just that, but if we if we uh, as, as I don't know if I want to say minority, if it's over to, to everyone or if it's if it's just to African Americans, but if I say if we if we uh, consume those principles and work them in our daily lives, we probably have uh, we you know we'll probably be better people. You know what I'm saying? We, you know if we implemented those things. And and you know it's not just of course like you said it's this was made by African Americans, pretty much for African Americans, and and the, and the reason it was was because because the race itself needs to come together and and kind of get this right right. But, and, and that's almost the same reason why why the Nation of Islam was made right, kind of do the same thing and put it all together and and bring you straight and bring you together and and make you a community and, and make you think of of yourself and 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 how you uplift yourself. But to me, the thing I liked about the Nation of Islam and, and what I like about this is if you instill these principles in your life as a human being, you're going to be a better human being no matter who you are. Right. You know, and so... And really it takes, it takes a lot, you know, running around running around during Christmas time, man, for the, you know, start like, you know, starting with, with Black Friday, man, and it's like... Uh, you just run around. You're stressed out. You're checking your accounts. You you you're using your credit cards. You're using your 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 nest eggs to make make sure everybody get gifts. You know to people that ain't gonna appreciate shit on the 26th and 27th anyway. Is you know just for, just I mean it's for your heart to feel good that you did something for somebody else. But the principalities involved at the core of Christmas. You, you, we don't even we don't celebrate those things, and they try to manufacture it on TV with Justin Bieber singing and all that shit, and uh, and, and Michael Bublé's and all out of the world. But at the, at the core, you know, this is, our society is, is emulating is emulating what the, what Christmas is all about. You know what I'm saying? So we sur- we surface dwell on Christmas and just and just go out and get and make sure that we get the gifts and, and do and do all the running around. But this year it seemed like it was more about spending to keep to keep the United States from crumbling, you know what I mean? Like it's like, you know, putting more money into the system so that it won't it won't fall down. It's, it's yeah, it's crazy. You know, this Christmas to me, you know, what's the funniest thing is is how these kids look at Christmas now. Um, my son got up in the morning yesterday morning. There was no presents under the tree when they went to sleep. They were like, yeah, whatever. We're not getting nothing. Hope there really is a Santa Claus. So they woke up and there's presents under the tree. He sees a bicycle under the tree, and the first thing he does, he's seven years old. He looks at the bike and he points at it and says, "That's mine because I ordered it from Santa." And runs straight to the tree and opens the rest of his presents. <laughs> <laughs> As he should. And, you know, it's nothing, nothing better. I'm, I recall, you know, getting a, a big wheel when I was, a big, you know, you get a big wheel or a bicycle, man. But but the only thing is we used to be outside after you know after we opened up our gifts we'd be outside playing with our toys everybody in the community would be outside your neighbors would be like what did you get your people you know people across the street what you get you know what I'm saying people everybody riding their brand new big wheels riding their brand new bicycles I don't think they do that no more do they No nah, my kids was straight on the on the Xbox yesterday we had to kick Locked them out. <laughs> Come out the house. We're having company over because my wife's 
spent all day cooking. So we had we had everybody over yesterday and in a nice big meal, huh, Day yeah. John? Yeah. yeah. It was good. You still stuck? Yeah, I, don't, I ain't ate it this morning. Yeah. <laughs> See, so so we had a big old meal last night, and uh, we had to. I turned the Xbox off. I said, get your asses outside, go ride your bike, go play with your football, go do whatever the hell you got to do, but put on a jacket because it's cold. I don't, I don't need no colds next week. And, you know, and they went out for a while, but then they came back and started playing a little foosball game. And, and did you lose Lil Rick? I lost that. No, no, I beat Lil Rick. He was the only one I beat. Gary <laughs> swore me like 11 times. Wow. It's crazy. Let's, let's, let's say Merry Christmas to Sweet Gail real quick. Sweet Gail, pick up your phone. Merry Christmas. Yep. Merry Christmas. Sweet Gail, the pain in your neck. Oh, never. Never. We love you. But you guys haven't got someone to exploit me yet. Damn. Now you're becoming a pain in our neck. <laughs> come, well, come with some different you see my work I kill up every week You know I'm a very hard worker I'm just looking for someone to exploit me in this business You know Merchandise me or something like that So we can make some money Yeah, yeah Come okay. together We need a, lesson, uh, uh, um, a business plan You got one? Yeah I'm looking for someone that sees I'm nutty enough That they can make some money on me as well as me and exploit me. I'll tell you Merchandise who Merchandise me. This is what you need Google to do, Google me Gail. at Sweet Gail and see my work. Gail, this is what you, you need to do. You want to be exploited? If you're doing a video or something. Gail, if you need to be exploited, you need to go see this guy. I know in my heart that there are so many women out there who are still ready to get on the cane train. <laughs> I'm asking all the ladies tonight to line up and jump on my train. You've got to rephrase this. <laughs> you need to get on the cane train, Gail. No, no, I'm not looking to be a prostitute. If I want to be a prostitute, I can be there already. Not that I'm condemning anyone. I don't have the... Uh, well, who am I to judge people? If you want to be a prostitute, you want to be a call girl, you want to be a hooker, you want to be a sex worker, that's fine. But it's just not my cup of tea. Okay. I'm looking to get some money out of my craziness. So anyone's out there, Google me at Sweet Gale, see what I do, exploit me, let's make some money. And don't forget, is everyone watching Hanging Out? Have you guys looked at Hanging Out? Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> I've been, Damn, wait, I've been, waiting, I've been waiting on Camacho to tell me. <laughs> That's on YouTube, Hanging Out. It's like That's a us, computer huh? series. There, there we go. All right. Sweet Gail, everybody. So what, what is this Christmas Gale. stuff? Christmas ain't real. Christmas, let's see how much we can sell. There you go. Bah humbug. Bah humbug. Bah humbug. So what do you think about Kwanzaa, Gail? Do you celebrate Kwanzaa? Kwanzaa? I don't know much about Kwanzaa, but I figure you can make up any holiday you want. What the hell? Actually, I heard what you guys were talking about. Right. And there were some stores open, like liquor stores. And you mm-hmm. know what? Big chain of businesses never closed. They're open every day. Safeway wasn't open yesterday. We tried it. We looked. We went Not there. Not Safeway. Walgreens. Walgreens was open. Yeah. Walmart wasn't open. Walgreens opens every open. day. They never close. They might close earlier, but they're open every day of the year. Right. And I think some little businesses that were open, like liquor stores and things like that. Yeah, those that's always open. The liquor stores and stuff. You know, and those. 
and, and we can talk about who who owns them. Those people don't even celebrate exactly. Christmas, I don't think so. No, they don't. So it's it's, it's nothing to them. Well, it's, I'm sure if I searched and searched, I could have found a liquor store with a castlet that was working in it, but I didn't search for that. You no, know, I, I mean, I couldn't search in a long enough to find, find out there's someone in there, but I wasn't on that mission. Yeah, I don't think no, they. We just, dang, we just had David D on the phone, and uh, uh-huh. um, okay, hold on, we we just we David D, we just had him on hold, and he didn't push one, so so we're gonna get back to him. Let's see what this is real quick. Five one zero, what's happening? Just listening. All right, <laughs> they just listening. I just want to make sure. <laughs> he just tweeted me back, said he called me, and 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 we didn't have him on the phone. Um, have him call again. Yeah, I just told him to call back. He's gonna yeah, call back. he'll call back. So you gotta push one when you're on hold, everybody, and it tells you right when you when you call in, it tells you to push one. Even even if President Obama calls in and don't push one, he might be kept on hold for a little while. So. Yeah. Hey, you know what, Camacho? It's good that it's good that you made that that you made that statement about these liquor stores, man. I want to I want to try to do some research and see if we can occupy some of these some of these uh liquor stores in the communities <laughs> and see if they're giving back if they're giving back to the communities that's supplying them with a lot of fundages. Yeah, you know something. Come on, uh, occupied. Occupy the liquor stores with some with some with some Coke forty five. No, and, and I'm trying to get the real movement going. The real movement is where's the money going? It's going That's to Alcatraz. Okay, movement. hey Gail, Gail. All right, Gail, we got to put you on hold. We got David D on the line. David D, my man. Oh, there, no, there he is. There he is. David D, what's happening? Merry Christmas. Happy holiday. What's up? Oh man. It's a blessing to talk to you, Davey. Well, it's good. What's what's going on with y'all today? Well, anyway, um, big old media's on the line. What's up, folks? And, and and we're talking about Kwanzaa, Davey. You know, we we started we started mentioning Kwanzaa and uh, and kind of how it began and, and why it hasn't really taken off and and spread like 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 wildfire yet. And 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 one thing one one. One thing that I said that that I think has a lot to do with it is is that it's not a materialistic it's not a materialistic holiday. And so well, I mean, I, I could agree with that. I mean, it's not something to really market. And right. So if it ain't something that you're marketing, it ain't something that you're going to really talk about. I mean, today, every news station in the country was talking about Mega Monday. And we should think about that for a minute because in the past they would at least mention that today's the first day of Kwanzaa, you know, in years past. But what they've done is they've been pushing uh, Mega Monday today, uh, last week, before Christmas it was Super Saturday, and they got these little tags to put on consumer-driven days, which is all based around advertisement. And so, unfortunately, most of us get our information from these sources. And so we wake up today, and instead of somebody going, hey, um, today's the first day of Kwanzaa, let's go out to the Kwanzaa Festival, you know, let's talk to some community people that's putting it together, they got a fool standing in front of a mall talking about it's it's Mega Monday, come shop some more. Right. So, yeah, you're right. It's um, um, 
is consumerism is being pushed. And within our own community, what we're dealing with is that a lot of people don't really understand Kwanzaa to the degree that they're comfortable talking about it. I mean, most people, including myself, just can't rattle off the seven principles. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, and if I'm somebody who can't do it, and I, I consider myself a community person and you know, a journalist, and you know the average person probably is not on their radar either. So that means that we're not going to really have that as a conversation. And, you know, most of the celebration, like it or not, really takes place around Christmas where, you know, everybody's coming together and we're, um, you know, having the family meetings and all that. Right. And you know you know, Davey, so so let me ask you a question. Uh, Who... Whose responsibility is it to inform the people on and when and what venue do you do you think that a person would be able to get the information in regards to Kwanzaa? Well, I think it's it's all of our responsibility to a certain degree um, to talk about it, and I mean y'all are talking about it now, so right. to a degree that you're taking that responsibility. The the question is is like are we only talking about Kwanzaa when Kwanzaa happens? Are we talking about how we getting ready to prepare for Kwanzaa? Remember, Christmas and we're not talking about the birth of Christ, but we're talking about Christmas via Santa Claus had a four month run. I mean yeah. I was seeing Christmas decorations right after Halloween. You see what I'm saying? So when you're sitting there and you have your kid and you walk in, in the mall and they go, Mommy, Daddy, what's that? Mommy goes, that's a Christmas tree. And what's a Christmas tree? Well, that's what we put presents under in Santa Claus. And so that's being reinforced. We don't have a conversation about Kwanzaa. We're not talking about it. Are we getting together for the Kwanzaa dinner? Uh, how are we going to celebrate, you know, Kuchigagalia or, you know, or um, any of the other uh, principles that against Kuchis tomorrow? So um, all those different types of 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 thresholds that go into us, you know, getting all excited about the seven days, it's, it's long and gone. And, and then lastly, I'll just say, you know, along with the marketing was the opening of the NBA. The more people know about the NBA and was watching that and are going to be talking about that than they are about Kwanzaa. And um, it would have been ideal if they talked about that um, during those sports broadcasts, but they're not. You know, what about what about uh... – I don't know. I mean, if someone would have to put money behind it, but if they had like Kwanzaa bought up some commercials, if they had a big advertiser that picked up picked up some of the decided, hey, you know, we want to push Kwanzaa and like a BET or something and throw Kwanzaa commercials in between like NBA games. I mean, it's almost like 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 marketing. Like you have to really go out and market it. But well, what are you? What exactly are you marketing? You're you're marketing. Celebrating African American unity for seven days, right? Um, and that pretty much what, what Kwanzaa is, right? Okay, I mean, I I, I hear what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, there are princi- there are principles, yeah, that bring you know cooperation and cooperative economics and you know basically unity. So you're right. Um, the question is, is that are we sincerely buying into this? Right. 
But we're just doing it because this is what somebody says we should be doing. And I think that's what a lot of people are, uh, are, are, that's where, that's where it comes into. Are you doing open? Hold on one second, man. Uh, (laughs) It's going down. This fool, this fool won't move his car. And the dude is talking on the phone and the dude's like honking like eight times, like move, man. An emergency and he's just sitting on the phone. I don't know what to do. Get him. But you know what, Camacho? Yeah. It, it was a, you know, it was, I, I, you know, I, I reflect on a time when it was, when, you know, when it was like I don't even know if, if I, I haven't seen any people, anybody wearing Kenta cloth lately. Like I haven't, like I used to always go to the Culture Collection on Freeport, you know, in Sac, you know, like, but like, you know, go to to the um, the Juneteenth celebrations and whatnot in Oak Park. And it seemed like that, you know, you can go, you can go and get your uh, two black, two strong shirts. You can get your, you know, your, you know, your uh, African medallions. I don't think they do. They even do that anymore. I mean, you think that's like well, a, you, a, he got played himself you know out, kind of like, like. Well, this like, is what's happened, in my opinion. Um, too much of our cultural celebrations became dependent upon the money to present them. Right. And it became a money thing. Like uh, when you mentioned Juneteenth, that's what made me think about it. Uh, because at one point when I was doing the community affairs for the radio station, it was all about, you know, all these different Juneteenth coming up, getting it two and three, four, five thousand dollars to do commercials, and they were competing with one another. Like, you know, don't go to the Juneteenth in Oakland, come to the one in Vallejo, you know? Don't come to the one in Vallejo, go to the one in San Jose. Right. And it became a money thing, and I think a, a lot of what's happened in some of these mainstream organizations, whether it's your NAACP or Urban League and what have you, they become very corporate friendly, you know. So I think something gets lost in the source. Um, they're, too, they're too dependent upon that corporate money, and then when they get it, they got to tone it down, you know. Um, so it's really not about Kwanzaa. It's really about how a telephone company can position themselves as being down with the community. So I don't know what it's going to take. I think right now with the economy real bad and folks just feeling stressed, you know, the unity thing that you would ideally associate with Kwanzaa hasn't really been like an attraction where people feel like, you know, I'm going to do this for seven days and I'm going to I'm gonna really get that warm, fuzzy feeling. I think people are like, I'm just going to hang out in the holidays. It's my day off and I'm just going to chill and I ain't trying to do nothing else. Um, and then I'll just also conclude by saying, for a lot of people, they've been working extra hard and don't have nothing to show for it. You know, a lot of people have been putting 40, 50 hour weeks in um, taking home 10 to 15% less pay. So by the time everything's said and done, like on these holidays, I ain't going to another festival. I ain't doing nothing. I'm just going to chill. I'm going to watch a basketball game, and I'm going to try and forget that life is kind of messed up, and it ain't the way it was five years ago. And, um, I mean, that's just being real for for the average person, if they hey, are hey, even working. Hey, Davey, I, before you go, do you, you think you think people are, are like – that's African stuff. Why they use those African words? I'm not African. I'm 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 black. 
in America. I'm not, you know, you, you know, in the '90s that was like real cool. Like, like, uh, like Omiz was talking about getting them medallions, wearing the kunta cloth, the kente cloth, and all that, right? Um, you think that kind of lost with the trend? Like, Africa is cool, like, like it was in the '90s. Well, I'm gonna put it like this: We're in a global space right now, and the more languages you know, globally speaking, better. Uh, exactly. Not just literally talking Swahili, but to understand that Africa is just as important as Asia, and Asia is just as important as Europe in terms of trying to do commerce and do business. Um, so those black folks who kind of look at Africa as being played out, um, you better talk to two or three billion Chinese that are investing all over the continent. They know Kwanzaa. They know every language, every president, and they're going, this is a new market to, um, to exploit or to, to break bread in. Even the United States, it's interesting, they're not talking about Africa on TV, but our military and, you know, all our, our intelligence community have Africa. So they got all types of bases and things like that that they're trying to set up. Some of it is to counter the Chinese presence over there. The other part is that they're also looking at these corporations and going, hey, man, this is a new market for you all to get resources and to exploit um, people. So you have them, like, popping up with Africa all over again, you know, and it's coming from all across the globe, you know. Some of it is uh, Arabs that are coming in there. That was what Libya was about. Some of it is Chinese. Some of it is the U.S., um, you know, it's rich with minerals and resources and oil and a lot of land and all kind of things, diamonds. So I think for us, we should be aware of what's going on in various countries throughout the continent, if for any reason, just to understand how they're treating folks there is, is not too far along the way on how they're going to treat us here. Um, if we're not too careful. So um, if, it, if it's played out, yeah, if you're just wearing kunte cloth just to wear that, then I can see that being played out. But right. the, the deeper thing is that the kente cloth and the names and all that was to try to introduce us to get familiar with the home of our ancestors and to really understand it. And unfortunately, I think most of us, and I include myself when I say this, haven't really taken up that challenge to really um, see that as a viable homeland for us. We're yeah, more American than we are Africa. African. Let me let me ask you this: does, How much how much did does having a black president finally come into play? Do you feel like do you feel like when, once we got a black president that we that we like exhaled like we was fighting and fighting and fighting? And fighting and and ready to ready to put it down, and then once we got a black president, we we basically just took our feet off the gas and, and threw our hands up. I think the average cat on the block knew that Obama was a hustler, and and I, and I think <laughs> they still knew that. Um, I, some of us who um, aren't as familiar with the game, so to speak, was hoping that he wouldn't be who he is, um, but he's a corporate guy. He's a company man. And the world knows that, and they see that. They were hoping because, and I think a lot of it had to do with the imagery of Michelle and his two kids, 
that this would be a brother that would see things a little differently or act or act differently, but he wind up being a puppet. Towing, yeah, he's in the pocket <laughs> of, of those interests. And, you know, him being black means nothing. It's no different than if I see a black cop, you know, who wants to show up for the white cop. He's black, but damn, he might be worse. And, in fact, many of the things that Obama's doing, he's able to get away with it because he's black. Right. You know, if right. it had been McCain talking about we going to Libya, you know, that would have been framed totally different. White president bombing Africa. Obama gets involved, and it's all good. You know? <laughs> it's like he literally has told the world, don't worry, I can calm these folks down. And he get a few people, you know, put them on their TV shows or give them access and create the illusion that everything is okay when it really isn't. I mean, all the police brutality that's going on all over the country, you you would think that, you know, the black president and the black attorney general would be on the case, but they know where to be seen. You know, um, and that's the trip because that's the trip because we have a we have a black attorney we have a black president and a black attorney general and we still in a in a piss poor condition when it comes to police brutality and the things that we go through in our communities. It's worse than it's ever been. Yeah, and you know what? A lot of it could probably be. Hey, I wanted to play this real quick while you're on the phone, David, because I know you you appreciate it probably as much as I did. You fucking junkies, you ready out there? One, two, three. Ooh, cool. Beat, funk, rhythm, international funk, and Africa, Africa, African beats and rhythm. It's IF ninety nine. I'll just play that in the background, Davy, because because uh, I know I know you went to Fela like a week before I did, and I really I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Fela was good. And, you know, and he was all about, you know, highlighting the strength of our culture, you know? Yeah, he, I, and, oh, you know, to be honest, I didn't know about Fela until I went to the to the show and I realized this is about a real dude. And then I came back and I did my, my uh, some, some looking up, look, I did my diligence and looked him up and found out what he was about and I really enjoyed him. Yeah, he was the real deal, yeah. you know? Is the real deal for sure. So I'm sure we could talk to you about many other topics, and we could probably have you on the phone all day, Davey. I just want to say thank you for taking the time to call us, man. Oh, no doubt, man. Thank you for having me and, you know, reaching out, and I'm always around. Okay. okay. So y'all, yeah, y'all I appreciate you. We're going to call you more have often. A, okay. Well, have a prosperous uh, New Year. You too. Hey, happy Kwanzaa. Follow Davey D at Mr. Davey D on Twitter, and, uh, and thanks, Davey. Talk to you later. Peace out, y'all. Later. All right. All right. So that that was cool, man. That was cool. Yeah, that's heavy. Yeah, shout uh, out to Dave. Shout out to Davey D. Yeah, definitely. Follow him once again at Mr. Davey D. You know who Davey D is? Do I know who he is? Yeah. Nah. Uh, yeah, youngsters, man, they don't honestly, know nothing. Honestly. Well, they know they need to, you know, Cameo need to bring back the street soldiers, man. Saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, they need to bring back the street soldiers, man. All these homicides, and, they, and, and especially in like Modesto and Stockton, where it's like, you know, the homicide rates is out of hand and whatnot. They need to bring back the street soldiers, man, and start get start taming some of this, some of this, uh, 
this you know this 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 violence that's that senseless violence. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly. I mean, they got that they got the street the street thing on Sundays, but but when Davy was on there, he was like every day, every day dude. You know, and and people that just listen instead of listening to some damn K2 or some other shit, they knew they knew who was on the street and who was gonna be out there and, and right. what's going on. So. Anyway, let's get into some music real quick. We got Bueno coming up in a little while. He's calling in. What time? At 12 something? Yeah, I think he go call in at noon. He got the Maluk Money 3 uh, free download that he just, you know, free album that he just dropped on, on Christmas Day. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to be coming on talking about that and what he got coming up in the future. He, he up out of Sacramento, California, and uh, he about to say say his speech in a minute. Right now, so let me get into one of this. Uh, I, I got this top five, so one of my favorite songs right now. And everybody's popping. I really usually don't play no no shit that you're gonna hear on the radio on this show. Yeah. But I love this one, man. So and this is a Rick Lee remix. So this is the motto, Drake and Wayne. Check if you out. have something to say, call right now. 714-694-4150. Soul Kitchen Soul Radio. Kitchen radio. What's up? 
Mm-hmm. Drake got four million, four million. I think he got like four million followers. You know what I'm saying? If he wanted everybody to know, shit, he would have just put it on blast and said, "This is where we at," and and it would have been turned up. You see yeah. me? And so they, they would have had no video. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But you know, I I believe people need to, uh, you know, people need to, uh, you know, just be happy for people. I'm happy for Forty. I'm happy for Fab, and I'm happy for whoever. You know, uh, could they have did it bigger and invited uh, Quinn? Yeah. You know, and maybe Quinn need to find out why he wasn't invited and whoever else. You smell me, but I think that it was just—it really was a matter of they—they they didn't want it to be that turned up. And I don't know if they're gonna show that video on on BET or whatever, or you know. But I think it's a viral video, and they just—and that's how they did it. You smell me? We in town. Let's shoot the video as opposed to, you know, some big, you know, what some big dude. You know what I mean? Right. And then they shot it at. They shot it on. Uh... But Treasure Island, right? So it was, you know, they they kind of just stayed with the bay in the background, the, the whole scene in the background. People was just was just hating on it. I mean, it was it was crazy. It was just way too much. I got a call saying, "Did you see the model video? Did you see Did you see the Facebook yeah, page? All over Twitter, you know? And Facebook, did yeah. you see all this? Did you see that?" And I'm like, "What the fuck is Tiger this, was in is a the Dodger problem? Suit. Tiger's wearing a Dodgers thing. That fool ain't from the bay." Uh, 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 little Wayne got them gay ass green green fucking Claire's boots on, you know. Yeah, whatever. That's the way that fool dresses. He ain't from the Bay, you know. And who cares? Yeah, but you know, I, I mean, it, they other they repping. You smell. I mean, you should be mad that they don't got somebody on the remix from the Bay. Like, you know, what I mean, I mean they, they haven't made a remix yet. Well, I mean, they didn't do a remix, and maybe you, you know, see what you don't want to do is, is say a bunch of shit that make people say, "Oh, well, I ain't doing nothing else for them niggas. Them niggas don't appreciate nothing." You know what I'm saying? Or, or you know, they, you know, because the industry already look at look at the Bay in 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 whatever kind of way. You know, obviously they ain't they ain't bringing no they ain't bringing the industry ain't bringing no money to the Bay as far as. Right. Signing hella artists. I mean, they they know who out here. They know, you know, what I'm saying they know Jay Style and they know Fab. They know they know everybody that's wiggling and, and making noise. You know what I'm saying? And if they wanted to come bring some money, some Brinks trucks and, and drop off some packages, then they could. But for some reason, they don't. But if you got two heavy hitters like 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 Lil Wayne and, and Drake, you know what I mean? And then and, and they and they and because they could have shot that video without Forty and without Fab, they could have right. just you know, just did their own little thing and, and said, fuck what we talking about. You smell me? But they reached out and and hopefully, you know, they can do a remix and everybody be parlaying saying, man, I should have been on the remix. It, it, you know, yeah, it'll never, it's going to happen because when they do the remix, you already know they're going to put, you know they're going to put 40 on there. Uh, Fab doesn't really get as much credit as he should get. So I'm not sure if they would put him on a remix. I would hope they would. No, nah, they I, would have to. They would yeah. have to. But uh, but they're not gonna reach out to San Quinn after he just just blasted them on Facebook and say, hey, now we're sorry. Can you be on our remix? You know, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, happen. you you just burnt that bridge. But they did shoot it in. They shot it in Frisco, right? They shot it in oh, Frisco. They shot it at Treasure Island. I mean, well, that's before you right before you cross the bridge all the way into Frisco. I mean, you see Frisco in the background, but they wasn't like up and down Fillmore, up and down Hunters Point. They was right. in Leo and they was in Treasure Island. Treasure Island is 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 a a tourist attraction, you know, a beautiful background. Right, know? yeah. So, we shot several videos at Treasure Island. That's like the go to spot. It's right. the best place to get a shot of the Bay Bridge, you know what I'm saying? The whole get down. It's just a matter of uh you know, 
Uh, I don't know. It, it, it could have could it have been a better video? Yeah. Could Lil Wayne maybe not have worn them Uggs and been dancing around and shit? Yeah. <laughs> could Tiger maybe wore wore a Gold State Warriors thing? But I mean, but he, that's not what he represent. But he could have. You know what I'm saying? But that's what they had Forty and 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 uh, Mr. Fab in there for the rep to rep the city. But they, could they have it had a whole bunch of other people in it? Yeah, they could have. So I mean, it is what it is. It's over. But they, you know, like I said, they could. I, one thing I do know is when they play that song in the club, man, they go bananas. You feel right, me? Right. So and Drake done sold a whole lot of units in in the Bay, and uh, you know, I, I think if, as far as giving back, um. He gave back. He put. He put. He put uh, Mac Dre's mama in the video, and he he put, you know, a couple of the Titans in in the video. And I don't know. I you know, you can always do more if you you know you get in the game from you get in the game from the base, so you could always do more to give back. You know, and they shot the the. I think the club scene was from San Jose because remember they remember you told me they went to that club in San Jose. Yeah. I think is that probably where that club scene came from? I have no idea. Oh, okay. But forty wasn't in it there. They wasn't in it on, on in that scene. But it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Quit fucking crying about everything and, and make your own movement. And, and Lil man, Wayne don't give a fuck about. I mean, if Lil Wayne, if he wants to wear UGG boots, he gonna wear UGG boots. He don't already made it. A, he don't already made it clear that he don't give a fuck what you think about what he wearing. He don't give a damn. He's skateboarding. And, and look, and I knew when, once I seen him riding that ramp skateboarding. That he was gonna get a, he was gonna get some kind of clothing deal or something to do. I mean, the one thing they know how to do is get to the money, man. You know what I'm saying? They go, he, you know, he gonna get them sponsorships. He, next thing you know, you're gonna see him at the X game. And if he, if he ever hit one of them big, one of them big ramps, man, it's gonna be over. It's gonna be curtain. He's gonna do that. Uh, we got. Oh, I wanna know what's up. Who's this? Sean Kennedy. Sean Kennedy, man. Sean Kennedy in the place to be, man. About this bullshit we were talking about, man. I know you got some. Something to say about this? About the model video? Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, I think I think it was a great idea for Wayne and them to come out here and, and pay tribute to the Bay Area. First and foremost, this is one of his biggest markets. And if you look at Nicki Minaj's album, you look at Lil Wayne's album, you look at Drake's album, so far in the Bay Area alone, they've sold over 80,000 records. So they're coming back to pay homage to the fans that spent a lot of money. And the first week that little that, that Drake came out, he sold more than Coldplay in the Bay Area, topping over 15,000 records. So it only makes sense that they would come out here. And uh, I think that it's a good look for the Bay Area. I think the Bay Area need to embrace that. I think the rappers need to follow the radio market and, and go where, where, where Drake is playing at. I think they need to follow his tour. And they need to, you know, love what he's doing out here in the Bay Area. The same way, you know, they didn't show love to Nelly when Nelly made that Bay Bay song when he was, you know, trying to show homage to, to the rappers that he listened to coming up in the Bay Area. So I've been listening to all the press and everything everybody's saying, but I don't think they really understand, you know, how to market themselves after what they've already done out here. So how you feel How you feel when they was, you know, I heard a couple of things. Alita hit me. She was like, they talk about they got some kind of battle where they talk telling Sam Forty don't need to be the ambassador no more. And I'm like, well, shit, you know, like I said, it ain't you don't get paid to be the ambassador of the Bay. You, you, this is just you just represent and, and and hold the banner up. You know, you, you know, you know, you don't get no no health insurance. You know, if somebody else wants to step up and and, and travel and, and and say they speech, and, and you know, then they, they free to do it. But he gonna keep on doing it until until he until he can't do it no more. And y'all and people should just not. 
you know, it, you know, it's everybody's responsibility to be ambassadors of the bay. You smell me? Yeah. Well, I think I think when it comes to forty, man, those are people just hating. I mean, if you can't look at forty's long, extensive career. And look how he's still relevant 20 years down the line, and especially in his market, still being one of the only artists in this, this market that has been around as long as he's been and still sells records in this market and still stays on SoundScan. If there's artists just saying that, they need to shut the fuck up. And if it's the fans that are saying that, you know, fans got fickle minds, so they're going to say whatever. They're going to be with the next thing smoking, you know what I'm saying? But I think that 40 is the perfect – as a matter of fact, I talked to 40 over the weekend, and I told 40 he need to hang up the ambassador uh, title and become the president of the bank. So I, 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 <laughs> voted, I voted for president, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the ambassador, he's grown past that. You know what I'm saying? Collie Park, when I interviewed Collie Park a few years back, he called the ambassador 40 to find out what's going with the hype, hype movement. Now we need to be talking about calling the president. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, now, I, I mean, I disagree with I disagree with that. 40 is a staple out here. And if it wasn't for 40 right now, as a matter of fact, 40 was the last biggest video that these clowns out here had a chance to even look at. So the Bay Area ain't even used to having videos that big out here. You know what I'm saying? That shows how we ain't even ready for a lot of shit that's going on. So as far as 40 being an ambassador, I think that uh, that title fits. As a matter of fact, he's the vice president and president. And as long as he keeps doing what he's doing, you know what I'm saying, I don't see nobody else other than Too Short with a longer career than 40. Not even MC Hammer. I mean, MC Hammer is as big as he is. You know what I'm saying? He ain't dropping records and shit. So, I, I, I mean, you know, whoever's saying that's a fucking clown. Well, you know, you know how we do. We like to, we like to, we like to nitpick, and we want, we want to talk about Lil Wayne's UGG boots and shit. We want to talk about Drake's burner gloves. We want to talk about the lowrider. We want to just, you know, we want to go all the way in instead of embracing it. You know, they wanted it to be turned up and everybody to get their chance to shine and everybody to come with they they iPhone so that they can get footage and you know what I'm saying you know everybody can tell their little story about when they was at the Lil Wayne Drake video Drake Lil Wayne video and it was turned up. You know so I want to say a lot of these people who want that because I talked to a lot of rappers over the weekend I can't name no names though but they some of the guys that we know that's pretty famous out here you know what I'm saying and mm-hmm. I just think that with them saying that they need a remix I told them they need to make they need to get off the first mix to get to the remix usually the first mix comes from the remix. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what I got to say to that is that for the artists that are saying that, and if you're listening, y'all just a bunch of groupies. You know what I'm saying? You want to be there with your iPhone. You want to be there. You feel all left out and shit. Ain't, ain't nobody even got a title to even be there because ain't nobody sold no records. And Mr. Fab was there, and he only sold 260 records this week, this last week. You know what I'm saying? So everybody that's talking about being there ain't selling no records. And when you talk about Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne just shows you how he knows how to market shit. He could put on some Ugg boots and have everybody talking about it. But I guarantee you one thing, Ugg ain't mad. They're make, they making money now because for the fans, they're going to buy that shit. For the rappers that want to be Lil Wayne that's jealous of Lil Wayne, then they're going to make comments about that type of shit. Yeah, you never know because he may have market. some kind of deal with them too. He may have some kind of deal with Ugg and all that. It does. Everything they do is real calculating. You smell me? I mean that's how that, I wish I was like that. I wish I could wear a shirt because I get paid to wear that shit. I wear that right. every even, day. Even having even having Matt Dre's mother in there is calculated. Now, I'm in a marketing advertisement. This big huge marketing advertisement agency did a study on mothers in Maine trying to find a way to get them to release their kids so they can go to war. So they ran all these different campaigns through sporting events and everything, and then had all these mothers sending these boxes. 
to 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 uh, Afghanistan and stuff like that. So they broke the mother. So so she couldn't really endorse what was going on as far as the war was concerned. When I look at what they did with with putting Mac Dre, even though they probably was paying homage to Mac Dre, when I look at what they do, like you said, they calculating people and they have master strategists around them. That was all a strategic move. We already know if you were in the hearts of the mothers, then you were in the hearts of the, uh, the kids and everybody else. Right. So that's all they did. You know what I'm saying? And then look at what she said in the video. She said, I'm here for you, and as long as I'm here, then you're going to live on. How many other mothers have lost their kids in the struggle that's not as famous as Drake and going to hear those words and feel that same way about their kids and go buy Drake's record? So, I mean, you know, people are really not looking into the whole marketing strategy behind what cash money, you know, young billionaires is doing right now. I think I think market. people should be I think people should be more concerned as, as find, trying to figure out why they you know because they that's like it's like the gov- the the businesses that's sitting on a, on two two three trillion dollars sitting on the sidelines it's like these record labels man and how they how they approach the bay they sitting on the sidelines with you know cat like people like Cash Money sitting on the sidelines with hundreds of millions of dollars and when are they gonna come to the bay and get some of this talent you know what I'm saying and and pick up you know pick up, you know, some of these labels out here that's putting their work. You, you smell? They're not going to do that. They're, I don't think they're ever going to do that. Look at what Cash Money and Baby already did. They've infiltrated the Bay in a level that ain't nobody even did yet. They made a deal with Google Music. You see what I'm saying now? While we ain't getting Google, Google deals because we ain't going to walk in there talking to them. You see right. what I'm saying? So I, I mean, are they ever going to hire, fire, sign somebody out here? When we start showing that we, you know, can, you know, sell some records out here, probably so. But why would they when they can just come out here and make deals with Google and Twitter and everybody else in our own market? So the record industry is really here in the Bay Area now. I waited for a long time for that to happen. And now we've been a little – I'm not mad at Buster. I'm not mad at, 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 at Baby and all that for making their deals. But we've been to let that shit pass us by, too. So the Bay Area is the is the is the ninety nine percent. The Bay Area music scene is the ninety nine percent trying to get the attention of the one percent, which is the which is the Aris, you know, whichever uh, you know, the, the uh, Dev Jams, because you know, um, Richie Rich was the only artist I think from the Bay ever to be signed to Dev Jam, right? Yeah, he was, and Def Jam them dropped him in the third, in the fourth quarter, and Richie Rich could have been a platinum artist because he sold three hundred something thousand. But I think they were trying to get him to compete compete with E Forty when he dropped out. I forget what album that was, but that was nineteen. That was uh, nineteen eighty six. Eighty six? Huh? I mean, no, it was ninety something. I remember I, I did that promotions. I was on it was ninety something because they had J O Felony also. Yeah, I was on that promotion you know, spot. It, 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 it dropped. It dropped at the last sessions of the Gavin when the Gavin had the sessions. Ninety six, ninety seven. There it is. 96. That was ninety six. That's when Master P had the, the hook up and everything. And I did a bunch of sniping and got famous for that. I was out there running around with uh, uh, the people who had Mac Maul them on at the time. All right. I mean, we had we, 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 out there, we, we was out there uh, with Baytown Video back then. That's where that YouTube clip comes in. Uh, with me and Mac right, Dre right. And, and and Mac Maul and Doobie that that had like hella hits already on YouTube, so that was like nice. Let, let me let me go back. Mac to Dre was it, Mac Dre was it, Mac Dre was out of jail in '97. '96. That was '96. Yeah, yeah, that was '96. Yeah. Let me go back to something he said. You said how many? Because uh, you I always see your tweets. You're talking about the sound scan. What did? How many? Uh, you said uh, Mr. Fab did how many units? Mr. Fab, as far as getting on the charts, 
I can't say about anything that didn't get on the charts, but he sold his first week. Um, he he sold 260 records, and, and then after really, after his first week, he didn't show up on any local charts, and he didn't show up on any uh, national charts. His 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 debut was on uh, Hip Hop Top 100, and he came in at 96 at 260 records sold. And then he released in, he released in Rasputin's the following week, and only took 124 records to sell. Uh, to get on local billboard, and he didn't show up. So I can't say if he sold 120, 100, and and 100 or 99, but I just know he didn't make the charts. So let me ask you real quick, Sean, who's like the hottest right now out here? Because I know uh, we got Irk the Jerk. Um, um, what's, the hottest in terms of what? As far the hottest as in terms of selling singles, selling singles, like the the hottest seller right now in the rap, the Bay Area rap right now. Who's who's I mean, selling the most? Just, well, I mean, you know, I mean, selling the most singles or selling the most albums? Selling the most singles, probably, because people, I don't know if people are even selling albums now. Well, the, you know, there are people still selling albums. Um, I mean, I haven't looked at the uh, digital sound scan, so I really can't even say right now, but I can speculate on based on album sales, and I would probably say E-40. <laughs> Wow. I mean, that like, just shows, that just shows that the fans, that just shows <laughs> that fans, fans' loyalty is a little bit different, man. Like, you know, you can have, you know, you can have thirty-five, thirty-six thousand, you know, thousand followers, and for you to sell, you know, you know, uh, you know, not to be able to out the gate sell three, four, five thousand units out the gate, man. You, you know, if Fab communicates with with thousands of people every day, you know what I'm saying? And all, all the record buy. Go ahead. All them people knew that Christmas time was coming around. All them people knew that it was going to be at the Rasputins and the and the uh, you know the different the dimples and whatnot. And they just they you know like we said a lot of a lot of these people who talk all that shit they need to get off their hands and get out there and do some purchasing. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, you know we can't even say oh we we complaining to, to about the Drakes of the world and all that, but we need to take care of our own at home first. Well, I think what it is when it comes to ourselves now. Because there's a lot of things that has that we do that we're doing now, and we're putting a lot of uh, even though digital sales probably account for about 35 percent to 40 percent of our sales, the artists are lazy now. All they try to do is get a record on the radio, and then that's it. There's no more street promotions. There's no more street teams. There's nobody hitting the high schools. There's not even nobody at the Best Buys. This is Mega Monday, and you're not going to see not one person passing out shit at any one of these stores. Right. They, they forgetting, they're forgetting that, 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 that Twitter is just only another tool. It's not the end-all to be-all. It's just another tool. It's just something else that's been added in the last four years that we need to utilize to get the word out. But we still need to be in the streets. We still need to be in the rap trucks. We still need to be conquering those little kids that have never even seen that shit before. But you want to know what? We don't do that. We're too busy tweeting about how much clothes our kids have. Instead, and then, then when our record comes out, then we talking about we ain't got no marketing budget. You sit up here, nigga, you just spent $50,000 at the polo store, and now you ain't got no marketing budget talking about if you had a major record label and all this. Nigga, shut up. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, everybody don't even know what's going on. You got a bunch of people today that that's not getting schooled by the older generation that tells them that they need to be out there doing what they need to do. So, I mean, you know, we, we, we still got the street talk that we need to contend with. The people who are offline get online and vice versa. So, I mean, until we start doing some of those things and going out and conquering other areas too as well. 
You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody putting no tours together just to run through markets. Um, I mean, market business just to be something artists used to do all the time. They come to the market, whether they're selling a record or not. They're in Detroit. They're in, in, in Miami. They're in all these different markets. So as the Bay Area you know is what? not expanding. But you know what? One thing, one thing I can say about Fab, man, and, I, and I'm and I'm still trying to figure it out because you know you observe this you know this game is to be observed and circulated and transferred. But if you see all the work that Fab put in, bro, I mean I have I, he, he he you know he got Kiss Jada, you know he got all these different people on 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 the zone. I mean is it is it is are we to the point where you where you just gotta have radio shit to to even move like at all? I, I, not necessarily. I mean, you know, I mean, the Roots just came out, so 44000 this week. I mean, let's just face it. When your record don't sell, your fans don't like you. Damn. That's <laughs> the bottom line of that. I guess so that, that's, that's the way to look at it, huh? You're running around, and like I said, Facebook got fan page, Twitter got followers, and followers might do anything. They may be following you for any number of reasons. They like your bra, they like your car, they want to be like you. they followers. You see what I'm saying? I don't mean they're going to buy your record. You know, but ain't nobody really doing no hardcore uh, uh, analytics on who's buying, you know, how, how to gauge the market through Twitter. You know, you, YouTube have analytics. Facebook has analytics. At least you can see your demographic, and you can see who's catering to what you're doing, and you can try to approach that demographic. So what I think at this point right now, I mean, you know, I, that's what I said. I mean, you work all this time. Like, you know, what, what, what would you say? Let's say Fab was worth $50 an hour, right? He put in all these hours to get a 260 to 260-cell return. You know what I'm saying? I mean, as far as records is concerned. But I think right now when we get that buzz going with our records that we need to break off into other things, T-shirts and whatever else. I mean, records I, I think that's what Fab does. I think, I think Fab got a whole marketing squad that he, that he does when he goes on tour because his money is – is on tour, and he got Krayshawn. You know, so Krayshawn, I think, is signed to him, right? Well, he's hey, Krayshawn is not signed. Krayshawn is not signed to him, not at all. I talked to Stretch over this past week. He has nothing to do with. He has nothing to do with Fab at all. Oh, okay, because I, I, I could have started that, that Krayshawn was, was, was like that was like the or something. It was V Nasty or somebody he was signed to. But you know, that's enough on Fab. I mean, Fab is doing what he does. You know. Right. And uh, he's doing what he does. When, when it comes to the Bay Area scene, I think it's just time for some new people, man. I mean, you know, it's just time for a whole new generation to come up, um, people who haven't been tainted, um, um, people who aren't thinking a certain way, and where they could really be educated <clears throat> on what it really takes to be inside this market and do something. And now, I, when you say now, when you say tainted, now when you say tainted, what do you what do you mean by tainted? When I, when I say tainted, you know, um, listening to other people with their own ideas who are unsuccessful with what they do. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? You know, I mean, I'm not knocking Fab, but I'll use him as an example. Um, um, or Irk the Jerk can be an example. They will give advice based off of what happened to them, may not even happen to the other person. They'll give record advice about what they should do, and these are people who don't even sell records. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, you know, you can't do that. You know, is 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 you know dealing with Big Von and not whole poli- political stuff, or going over to nine nine seven and dealing with the political stuff. You know what I'm saying? So we, we get they, they sort of get tainted, get into their own ways, and start thinking a certain way, and you can't tell them. It's like trying to teach a dog new uh, old dog new tricks. You know what I'm saying? He don't want to go lay down and shit. Got his own ways. What, what do he want to do with himself? So you know, we need some. We I think that we need some new blood. Oh, we need some people because I've called several rappers and and tried to give game them up. 
not so they can be in the same lane as somebody who's selling 100,000 records, but what I told them is that, you know, when you release a rap record or whatever you're releasing, you may not be in the same lane, but you're on the same freeway. You know, they go, I ain't in that lane. I go, okay, you ain't in that lane. I said, but if you if you got a record talking about backpack rap or something like that, then you're in a certain genre of music. So you ain't going to be in a lane with Talib Kweli and most definitely whether you like it or not. You see what I'm saying? So all of those type of things are going on out here, man. And we so independent out here. We hurting ourselves. So we too. You saying we too? We don't want no ambassador. You saying we? Are you saying we know too much? Are we guilty of knowing too much? We 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 guilty of thinking we know too much. The industry's (laughs) never been here. Nobody's never worked for a major record label out here. These cats don't know. These cats don't know nothing about touring. None of that. And Fab is brand new to that stuff. You know what I'm saying? I try to tell them about tour, and they don't want to listen to me. I be like, yo, I've, I've been on this tour, been on that tour. I done traveled all these cities and shit, traveled with these artists, pushing trucks and stuff. Ah, oh, nigga, that was then, nigga. Oh, like, nigga, it's the same fucking market. <laughs> what are you talking about? One thing I know for certain is that the, the, is, is uh, coming into 2012, man, a lot of the old tactics that the, the, the – that um that 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 was successful in the nineties are gonna is gonna be making a comeback and it's gonna be a lot of people that do have the knowledge, you know, mixed with this new knowledge, this social media knowledge and mixing with the old school hitting the hitting the streets with your with your name on your hat and in your T shirts and you know and the whole get down and, and you know and, and putting up stickers and posters. I guess a lot of that is gonna have to come back just like bus benches and you know and all that. But it's gonna it's gonna cost a lot of money and it's gonna take it's gonna take a couple people you know what I'm saying? A couple of these, you know, these big wigs at these labels because, you know, if you ain't got no money, you can't do shit. You know what I mean? You can't buy into you can't buy into them different magazines. You can't buy in the commercial time on BET. You can't you know, you can't you can't wiggle and move like you want to. You can't you know, you can like Mr. Fab, you like you know, for instance, like he got a like I see him he do a lot of big like big things. Like you got songs with T Pain, you got songs with, you know, these one of the biggest things is, is, is to get people to know who you are and, and, and your brand. At the end of the day, they know his, they know his brand. Uh, maybe a couple of, a couple of wrong moves, you know, may have you know you know maybe endorsing certain people, maybe have you know people feel a certain way about that. But you know anybody that know Fab know his heart know his heart is is, is in the right place. I feel as and I, you know somebody that know him, you know and 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 but I feel like. You can always be one hit away from everybody shutting the fuck up and and, and being on top. And that's that's what it all is, man. And and you everybody's always one hit away. That's the story of every artist that ever dropped a record. You know what I'm saying? But which which hit is it gonna be? You know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody, I'm one hit away. You know what I'm saying? I might drop the fucking record tomorrow. All right, everybody. Hey, we got you know Sean Kenny on the phone. We got Sean Kenny on the phone. We got a caller. Who's this? On the line. What's up? Savia. Savia, how you doing? I'm fine. How are you guys? I'm good. Oh, it's all good. We just shooting the shit. Yeah. So, so what's going on? What What, what is the topic today about Bay Area artists? Uh, we We talking about uh, we talk about Kwanzaa. We talk about just just uh, we talking about the model video, Inter- the Drake model video. We talk about a, a bunch of different things. You You celebrate Kwanzaa? No. You know what Kwanzaa is? Yes. What do you what do you feel like Kwanzaa is? I don't know. I think that's more of a, a black thing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> oh, we got work to do, people. <laughs> like, we got work to do. God damn. Shit, what's going on, well, man? Go, go, to go, work. Huh? Go, go to work on me then. Davey D, call Tell back. Tell me what quantity is. <laughs> Because what I think it is must be something different from what you think it is. So you tell me what it is. Quantity is really about lighting your blunt off every candle. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. If if it go out, you got got eight more candles to get that blunt lit. (laughs) Where you you from? Where you from? Where you from? Oakland. So you saw the model video? No, actually, I heard a lot about it, but I haven't seen it. What did you What did you hear? Oh, my, mainly them talking about Lil Wayne Ugg boots. Do you feel a Do you feel a certain way about him wearing uh was really orange green or Ugg boots? That's just a trend. I, I don't feel a certain way about it. You can wear what you want to wear. I mean, I, I would suggest that nobody else jump on the bandwagon. I don't want to see no grown men running around here with them type of boots on. Yeah, that's like, not fly, but that's Little Wayne. He can get away with it. That's who he is. But you know what? They got this rapper, man. I seen this rapper on on uh, on on a uh, on on the net on World Star, and he he wear he he's a lipstick rapper. He wearing lipstick and shit. Like I think like that's way worse than a dude putting on Ugg boots. Cause at least you know. Oh yeah, that's, that's worse. But I mean, you see that every day from the drag. So I, I mean, I had I had a rapper send me a gay rapper send me some music, bro. <laughs> And what was he talking about? I'm scared man, to ask what he was talking about. It, man. It was, uh, please don't go well, into Well, I just feel like this. In these days and times, you're going to see some of everything. Nothing surprises me anymore. <laughs> you know anything what the, goes I, nowadays. The whole, point, the whole point of the motto, if you listen to the song, is fuck what anybody say. I think people was forgetting that part. And... They, they, they. The, you're not listening to the song because obviously they don't give a fuck. And I think Lil Wayne might have went out his way to say fuck what anybody say. I'm wearing these UGG boots. I'm dancing like this. I'm. And Drake was like, I'm wearing these burners. I'm. Uh, I got. You know, fuck what anybody say. So you can't be mad if he. If that's how you feel. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, why? Pushing buttons. Not me. Go ahead. So, so why are people in the uh, bay tripping off the video like? Didn't they shoot that in the Bay Area? Yeah, they did. They they tripping oh. off it mainly because they're not in the video. Those are the people that's really tripping off it. Oh, okay. You know, they feel I like they, they feel like E forty and Mr. Fab took uh took over representing the Bay or something. Um, you know, it's, it's something like that. Oh, okay. Were they in the video? They got like a yeah E forty Mr. Fab was. I think it's a they they drank a little bit of jealousy or something on the way. To, to the Christmas tree. I don't know. Oh, well, th- that's good that they just kept it with them because the bay don't know how to act. <laughs> <laughs> I- I'm just keeping it real. We'll see what happened at the last video shoot. Yeah, I mean, that so, wasn't even a real video shoot when, when Little Mama I know got- it wasn't a real one, but I'm just saying. People well, yeah. don't know how to act out here. I mean, so I wouldn't want to let just random people in the crowds get in no video. No, I think, hey, hey, Camacho, I think it's like back in the days at the club, man. You know what I'm saying? Everybody have a club. You know, let's take the ambassadors, and for for example. You know, everybody loved to go to the ambassadors. And it was cracking. Then somebody decided they want to shoot it up, and then it was closed, and then they want to have memories about the ambassador. I think we sometimes we be in our own way. We need to, you know, check ourselves. And 
and, and learn how to act. That way we can, we you know, everybody can get their little shine on in their own little way. That's right. 678 is on the phone. What's happening? Who's this? Uh, this is Bueno. What's happening? Bueno, what's up, Juan? <laughs> what's up with you, love Juan? How you oh, doing man, out good. here? We, man, we just shooting this shit. We just talking about a whole bunch of different subjects. I'm glad you called in. I know you got the uh, Maloof Money 3 that's out. It's, it's available as of uh, December 25th, right? Yes, sir. It's available Once yesterday, you, man, as of now. On Why don't you tell the people about your project and how they can get it and all that? Okay. Now it's a new project, man. It's the third installment of a series called Maloof Money that I've been putting together, man. Uh to some people out there familiar with Maloof Money 1 and 2, this is Maloof Money 3. Um, it's an all-original music project. features Bruno Mars, Yuck Mouth, Sebo, Willie the Kid, and many others. And it's available right now on WeTheWest.com. Shout out to WeTheWest.com. So, look, uh, you, got, you said you got uh, Bruno Mars on that thing, right? How did that hook up? Man, me and Bruno Mars, man, we hooked up, made a, made a major banger, man, in, in uh, Los Angeles, man. Um, Shouts out to the Stereotypes. They produced the record 6 a.m. It's huge. We still pushing the record, you know what I mean? It was it was huge a couple years ago. It's, it's, it's still creating momentum, man, and we got people that's interested in the record. So, you know, that record is, is on the album, um, and it's, it's definitely doing major things for us right now, you know what I mean? All right, so that's what's up. So, so the so the uh, so the uh, Maloof Money Three is out right now as we speak. Everybody can go download that. Uh, yes, follow sir. follow Bueno at, at the real Bueno right on Twitter. Yes, sir. T H E R E A L B U E N O. That's what's up. You got a whole you, bu- I mean? you got some show. You got a whole bunch of shows coming up. You got a tour coming up. Tell the people about the tour you got jumping off. I got the tour, man. The tour, Sacramento Most Wanted tour, man. It's forty-five of the top artists in Sacramento uh, performing at, at eight different dates. So I got like six different artists at each each date, and it starts December thirtieth at uh, Club Blush. Uh, downtown K Street, so in, in Sacramento, California, it's, it's going to be huge. Uh, go all the way to through February, and um, and we just basically, you know, creating that positive momentum out here in the city, man, and, and giving the people what they want, man. So we got live performances from the top artists, man. That's the Sacramento's most wanted tour, y'all, um, and that starts December 30th at Blush, and it goes all the way until February. Hey, Omizi, I want to get into this shit real quick, man. Since you're talking about the Sacramento hitters and the, and the, and all that, I want to get into the sack anthem you did with Bueno and Doey Rock, Jay Gibb, and, and all that. Yeah. We're going yeah. to rock that one real quick, and then when we come back, if you want to call Bueno, call us 714-694-4150. Sean Kenny, you going to hang around? Yeah, I'm yeah, around. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm in the house. house. Yeah, because you, you always hang up when we start playing music, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be <laughs> we'll listening, see. man. <laughs> Alright, we'll be right back. It's uh it's Bueno, this is the sack after right here on Soul Kitchen Radio. Check it out. If you have something to say, call right now. 714-694-4150. Soul Kitchen Radio. Soul Kitchen Radio.
bezel when you see him. Peter by the seat, pushing in the beam. From the butte to the heights, back to the pier. Valley High 29, back to the gym. Highlands, the man is back to the east. West Sac 6 AIM, stop hating, the boy get taken. Ship up, just get paper. Princess Cat, now let it take him. The iPhone or the Blackberry pages. I'm on buttons, ride down trucks. Trucks out of 09, can't knock the hustle. Me in the living room, getting it on. And you were in the kitchen, right here on Soul Kitchen Radio. We cooking up that good gumbo, that good beef stew for you. You dig? Holla! Holla! Yeah, 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 yeah. That was dope right there, yeah. man. That's not on the Maloof Money, is it? Nah, that's that's actually that's actually on the first Maloof Money. That's on Maloof Money one. So that's you know that's part of the Maloof Money family, man. That that that's what set it off, man. That's how we made it all the way here to, to part three. So. Oh boy! We had we had a discussion earlier. We was talking about Kwanzaa. Do you celebrate Kwanzaa? Do you know what Kwanzaa is? Uh, nah, not really. Nah, I don't celebrate it. What is it? 
It's like the African. It's like, you know, it got something to do with like the African. It's the African version of uh, of Christmas or something like that, right? Right, right. We're just trying to see, try to get a consensus and see if you know how many people out there celebrate it and have how many people actually know what it is. We had uh, Davy D calling earlier. Davy D, you know, uh, one of the hip hop historians, you know, tried to try to drop some jewels on us. You know, we we ran down the principles, the principles of, of Kwanzaa. You know, eight eight principles of Kwanzaa, and we're just trying to see how many people know what's up. Obviously, we okay. we need to do a better job of, it, of telling the people what Kwanzaa but is. Told me what Kwanzaa was. American heritage and culture. And Kwanzaa is not really that old. Kwanzaa really started in about 1966, and um, um, it's a week-long celebration that starts on December 26. And it's yeah. about us celebrating, you know, our African-American Paris. culture and what we do. And, yeah. you know, in, instead of following the traditional culture of, of our slave masters and stuff like that, you know, so that's what Kwanzaa is really all about. So we just gotta we just gotta make a mental note and everybody just do their part if you if you want to and and you know try to spread the word for whatever little bit you know about it pass it on to to your kids and you know and hopefully we it get bigger you know in the future you smell hey, me. Let's break down them seven principles real quick not not as not as intense as we did last time but let's just let her know some of the seven principles. We go we go we gonna do that in a second. We got the we, got, we still got Bueno on the phone. Yes, we want to make yes, sure Bueno say his speech. He got the Maloof Money 3 out there, got the big tour jumping off real soon. Uh, I'll be on yes, one of the shows yes. on the 3rd uh, at Harlow's, right? Yeah, yeah, you on the show uh, the, the January 3rd at Harlow's. Everybody come out to that. It's going to be big. It's going to be big. We're going to show Harlow's at that downtown sack? Yeah, it's yeah, going to be downtown sack. On J Street. On J Street. Okay. So everybody, everybody, come out there, do your thing, and, and uh, you know, congratulations and much success on everything you you, you got coming up. And everybody, download. Go. Where can they download that at? They can go to wethewest.com and download that Maloof Money Three. It's available right now. It's a free download. So everybody, go out there, go grab that. It's all original music and it's quality. That's what's up. Let's get it. Let us get a drop for Soul Kitchen real quick. Shouts out to the Soul Kitchen man. It's that boy Bueno. Rocking, we live, man. Shouts out to the whole staff, man. Soul Kitchen Radio, that's how we rocking. Oh, boy, and I'll be at you, family. Cool. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. One love, man. Happy Kwanzaa to everybody, man. Bueno. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> that's what's up. All right, Bueno. Get that music right, right on, now. All right, now let's go over to Princess, man. We can't leave because uh, I'm glad. I, I wish she wouldn't have hung up because I, I want everybody. We're going to have to go over this one good time, man, so everybody know what's up with the Kwanzaa. Go ahead. You do the first one, I'll do the second, go third and fourth. Let's go like that. Go ahead. Well, how come, how come I got to do the first one? You, 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 got them, you got them in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> no, because you know what? I was pulling up Sweet Gail. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was pulling up Sweet Gail. All right, here we go. So the first one, got, first one we got you, Moja, Unity. Then go ahead. Can you read that same one? Go ahead, Dejan. You got that one. Riverside uh, High School. Come on. Because Jaluli, 
to define ourselves, name ourselves, <laughs> create ourselves, and speak for ourselves. Stand up. Coochie Jackalia. Come on. Uh, uh, Sean, you got one? What's that? One of the, one of the, one of the seven. I, don't, I, I Honestly, I don't really know the principles of Kwanzaa. Yeah, well, we. But well, if you tell if you tell me what to read, I'll read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, basically, that's what we're doing right now. We on. I'm on the Wikipedia of Kwanzaa. Which one? Which one you on right now? I'm gonna say the next one. The third one. Go to the third one. Go ahead. Okay, so the third one is is uh, Ujima, right? Ujima, collective work and responsibility to build and maintain our community together and make our brothers and sisters' problems our problems and to solve them together. Next one, Ujama, cooperative economics to build and maintain our stores, shops, and other businesses, and to profit from them together, like the old record store Shantan used to run. Yeah. The next one is Nia, 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 purpose, to make our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. All right. Go ahead, Dijon. Kumba to do always as much as we can in a way that we can in order to leave our community more beautiful and more beneficial than we inherited it. All right. Did, did you get the last one, Sean? Did you, did you pull it up? Uh, no, I wasn't supposed to go to Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> That's where we I did, are I didn't pull it up. I didn't pull it up. Y'all go ahead and read it. All right. The last one is Imani, faith. To believe with all our heart in our people, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, and the righteousness and victory of our struggle. All right. That is the principles of Kwanzaa. Yeah. Celebrate it now. And, and, and like you said, it's, it's from today, from today on till the first of the new year, they will be celebrating Kwanzaa, and we will be celebrating Kwanzaa in spirit here at Soul Kitchen Radio. That's right. And, and, and also... We missed that uh, twelve fifteen cutoff for our, our RoyWoodJr.com prank call of the week. So I got it going right now. So here it is. This is shout out to Roy Wood Jr. Oh man, Sean, you gonna love this. This is hilarious. Roy Wood Jr. is a shit. So check it out. Here it is. The prank call of the week on yeah. Kids Radio. Okay. Hello, Judy. Yeah. Judy, yes, ma'am. This is Leo Devlin. I'm sorry to. Did I wake you up there? No, I just have a little cold from from over the weekend. Call on behalf of the Church of Christ. Will you go to church there? Yeah. And Brother McGee put your name on this list. And I'm one of the counselors. I'm one of the new counselors that they've implemented there at the church to just talk to members in confidentiality about some of the problems that they may be having in living a, a righteous life. And your name was put on the list by a couple of members in regards to them seeing you at a bar, and they seen you out there getting drunk. And they say you be out there drinking and cussing and acting a fool, and that ain't no Christian way to live. And I'm just here to counsel you and talk to you about this problem because we're going to have a, a special meeting next Wednesday for the alcoholics and the crackheads. And- well, you know, let me tell you something, honey. Everybody have a crackhead in their family. I bet your brother's one. Hold on. Now, why would you even attack my family like that, baby? I'm trying to call you to better your life because you're obviously the crackhead in your family. Then you come to church with liquor on your breath. Let me tell you, I have to drink whiskey in order to stay warm. And that's why you come to the church smelling like liquor. That's that's one of the reasons. By the time I get up to my socks, my ass be frozen. I just say, hand me the bottle, y'all. 
I stop at the 7-Eleven, and I get me some of them little mints. So the person that's saying good morning to me, I be working. smelling the same stuff on their breath. I, I be wanting to pass my mints out all over that place. It ain't, and that's and you know why what? I'm not going to counsel you on this damn phone. Now, I'm just trying to let you know when the meeting is so I can get you in there with all the other drunks. By the time I get up, all them drunks ain't going to be nobody left to, uh, to open the bar. And I'm going to tell you a secret. I saw a bunch of them church members in the lottery line. I wonder if they hit. Don't you worry about what the other church members do. You need to worry about your own relationship with the Lord. And then they say, you've got that blonde hair. That ain't no way to come into church. We've got to implement a new dress code. We don't need you with that dyed blonde hair. Because it sends the wrong impression to the kids. Because only skeezers get them kind of haircuts. Skeezers and skanks. In my day, we would call them nappy hair. Well, I am well, one of the cutest things that walk up in that church. I'm well, a cute skeezer. But the only thing I wish I could show my leg, but I sure got a big booty. I think I'm going to wear a skin-tight dress Sunday. With no panties. Well, you know, I got these pantyhose. The pantyhose, you don't need no bloomers on with them. Somebody told me you got Pittsburgh Steelers pantyhose, and you wear them in church sometimes when the Steelers got a home game. And then guess what? I get so happy. I pull my dress up and show my ass out. Here, this is for all the fans. Read this on this big old booty. I can't even play with you no more. <laughs> Judius comedian Roy Wood Jr. down here in Birmingham, Alabama. Buckwild Morning Show. Candy put us up to prank calling you, baby. Soul Kitchen Radio. 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 Because the cat was already out the bag. You, I could tell halfway through that she was already, she was already, you yeah. know, playing with dude. Yeah, she was like, yeah, that's, that's, I already know. So she started saying some crazy shit. Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers, bro. Steelers funny. We got another one every, 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 uh, every week. We got a new one. Shout out to Roy Wood Jr. for, for sending me all his prank calls, man. That's, that's love. Shout out to, uh, both Bay Area teams, the Raiders and the 49ers, both, uh, doing what they had to do, giving us a good Christmas by getting victories. You smell me? Man, it's yeah. It was it was it was a victory for the Forty ers and I would say for for my Raiders, it was a fucking win. Just a, a man. <laughs> <laughs> Just luckily we got out of that. That's that's what it was for us, man. Hey, what, what was your thoughts on they kicking that field goal, Kansas City? Oh my God! Like I, it always comes down to it. Um, why the hell we always give it up in the fourth quarter? Because they play that present defense. That last. They get out there, they be tired. Man, tired. They, they need to run some more gassers. Some they need to to get out there and, and start covering because they always leave these these receivers open at the end of the game. Why don't they do that all game? Why don't they play at the end of the game like they play at the beginning of the game instead of leaving these receivers open and letting them just nickel and dime their way all the way down the field when they only need a, a touchdown or a down? Even when they need a touchdown, they still come back and get us. God damn it! I, <laughs> Shit, it, 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 it's a piss me off win. That's what it is. I mean, they, they, I mean, they had the Niners the same way. I mean, you know, if, if we, if not for our defense, man, we would have been in a terrible situation, man. But it just so happened we, we, you know, we stayed. You know, it seemed like when you get when you got like a minute left, that's just like too much time for certain quarterbacks, man. It was like you know, but we made it. We made it through. Uh, you know, our record is looking so lovely, man. I'm we enjoying this season right now. Right, right. Well, you know, it's, all, it's all it's all about the postseason now. So you know, whatever happened in the season can all be blown in one game. So I hope the 49ers keep up that good work 
you know what I'm saying, and, and, and make it through this postseason. Yeah, I hope the Raiders do their thing and, and, you know, keep up the good work on their part, too. <laughs> we got one game left next week, so make sure you make sure you tune in Sunday morning to the uh, to the Fantasy Football Show right here on Soul Kitchen Radio every Sunday morning. We got people from all around the country that are on that show, and so you get a lot of different perspectives. Everybody got a different team. Who won in your fantasy team? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm playing tonight. It looks like I'm going to lose my comp, my championship game to Brian. Um, Jason's going to lose his championship game. Me and Jason are going to be playing next week for third place, and Brian's playing in the Super Bowl next week. So that's that's what it's going to look like oh, at the end of the day. Play? Nah, man, you know what? Uh, I, the one I was supposed to do Camacho's son, and I, I dropped the ball because I had some shows, and I, I didn't get a chance to do it up, and his wife took over, and I guess she's doing pretty good. I just, uh, man, I, I, you know, start the beginning of the season, I already I already told Camacho, man, I, you know, I, I, I'd rather not because I don't feel like going through the emotional roller coaster. So, you know, I, I always sit out, but at the same time, it, it is what it is. I've never been really into uh, the fantasy, the whole fantasy thing. Just because my blood pressure, you know, I can't take it, man. I, you know, I always try to win, and I want to be up on it. And it, I, I didn't, I didn't do this one, man. But it's good. What about you, Sean? You, you play fantasy football? You, you, what nah, do you think man. Oh, shit, I, I, I be working too hard. I, you know, what I'm saying, I, playing fantasy football I ain't paying no bills. But I matter, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fantasy, man. <laughs> I live in reality. Right. <laughs> right. You know hey, so, hey, so. Camacho, I got to get my not not uh, just to divert from sports, man. You know, I got to do my little my. I want to do a movie a rant real quick, man. Okay. You know, I'll be into the movies and shit. And I just want everybody out there when I I'm gonna try to come with a couple of rants, man, on certain movies, man. But last night, me and wife, wifey, we watched uh, Friday Night, um, and 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 you know, Friday Night is an old school. It's old school, like a horror flick. You know, vampire flick, man. And they redid it. They got Mick Lovin and they got uh. They got the other cat in there. The other cat, uh, I had to look up his name and shit. But I got his name too. But yeah, but, I, I see it. I see it. Did you see the movie, man? The movie is so mildew, man. I hate when they redo movies, man. I'm just saying, please leave these classic, these movies alone, man. Unless y'all, unless y'all really go in. There's only been a, a certain amount of successful uh, remakes of movies and shit, man. But I'm so sick of them dropping the ball on these movies, man. And, and it's like. I went to Blockbuster several times to try to get the movie and shit because sometimes I believe the critics and it had three and a half uh, stars and shit or whatever you want to call it. And then, I, you know, and the first copy I got didn't work, so I had to go back and get another copy. And then when, it, when me and wifey sat up and watched that shit last night, man, it was so horrible. It was so mildew. Colin Farrell, uh, you know, he played he playing the vampire and it, that's the and, and it was it wasn't cool. So I'm just telling everybody, man. Friday night, man, is thumbs double thumbs down. The same way that uh, my we watched Hollywood Shuffle today too. So the same way, Tommy, uh, you know, thumbs Robert, you know, Robert Townsend, double thumbs down on Friday night, the the remake and shit. Stay clear, save your money. There it is, and I mean, it didn't. Weren't you just like excited and and on the edge of your seat when she was trying to he was trying to get her out of the house. And he, oh, man. He wanted Come to on. eat the apple. And, Come on. And he's like, oh, let's get her out of the house. Yeah, it's. That shit was horrible, bro. Like, <laughs> it, it was a terrible movie. One movie I did see this weekend that, that was good. Um, I went and seen the new Mission Impossible. I like Oh, how was that? You know, I love, I love watching Tom Cruise when he's doing this Mission Impossible stuff. 
The shit is dope. I liked it. I really, Mission Impossible 3, they could keep doing these Mission Impossibles for all I'm concerned, for my concern, because I, they got the the brand new the Beamers, the brand new Beamers, the way they do shit, everything's high tech. He's, he's watching the camera off of his iPad. I mean, they they keep with the with what's going on in society and throw that in there. But what you going to say, Sean? I was going to say, man, you know, I grew up on the old school Mission Impossible and I, I I never liked. I haven't seen the new one, but I I don't even like. I seen the you know the, the first two or whatever he put out, and uh, I didn't like them. And uh, you know if you go back, if you grew up on the old school Mission Impossible, it's like the old school Twilight Zone. You know some things just can't be remade. And and yeah. I don't think that I don't think that that Mission Impossible, even though they got the new Beamers and the new Ferraris and the new <laughs> high tech iPads and Apples and making it feel real relevant. Some things, you know, some of the simplest things really fly. And you go back to the old school Mission Impossible, where you know the self, the tape used to self destruct. They used to take fools and kidnap them and wear different disguises and have them in back of a, a trailer, making them move around, making them think they somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? You know that was that was during the time of the Cold War too. So they had real spy plans and thoughts. So you know. I ain't seen the new one, and I, I will wait for it to come on Netflix because it'll be there soon, and I will be able to check it out. And I'll probably have the same opinion that I had with all the rest of them. Don't remake Twilight Zone. Don't remake Mission Impossible. <laughs> don't remake The Untouchables. Don't do none of that. You know what I'm saying? That's the real. old Netflix is where it's at. Nah, that's real talk, man. Unless you really do your due diligence and, and say you're going to, you gonna stay stay true to the shit, cause they, you know, that Friday night shit, man. That that shit was horrible, bro. Like, like if I, I might fire on one of them dudes if I see them in person, <laughs> like punch them in the jaw. <laughs> wow. well, well, all the horror movies suck anyway, cause they all like paranormal activity. You know what I'm saying? Well, they just feel, you know what it is. They just feel, yeah, they just feel like, cause you know, back in the old, you know, uh, you know, like Friday the Thirteenth, as long as you throw some titties in there, you you. You know, it's gonna pass. You know, the youngsters is gonna get on to it. So, so now with the new horror flicks, whether it be Piranha or anything, they are gonna make sure they throw some titties in the first five minutes at you, and then you, you know, so they can get the young, you know, the young, uh, the young perverts, you know, just get them all riled up, and they are gonna be like, oh man, that's the best movie ever. This is three stars. It was like so fucking terrible. I mean, the way that movie was, it was like. Are you for real? These these things are just eating people like that. Did you see Piranha? No. The Piranha is just fucking crazy. It was it was like dumb, but I wanted to keep watching it. <laughs> oh, and I want to say, uh, well, hey, hey, what y'all think about the um? Because you know the, we just got the little two month tax extension. You know the tax break that they was fighting. You know the Republicans, the Democrats were fighting so hard. You know the Republicans was fighting hard not to do it. The Democrats fighting hard to do it. It's supposed to put an extra forty dollars in everybody's pockets. You know, uh, it was like a long, drawn-out process. Uh, uh, you know, before Obama went to Hawaii, they were saying that, you know, about, it was a win for it was a win for the Democratic Party, a win for Obama, and, you know what I'm saying, he get to go, he, you know, he, he's in Hawaii now with a smile on his face because, you know, them tea parties, they showed their ass, and now they, they, they some repercussions that they're about to deal with coming in the future. What y'all think about that? I don't know well, I you know, I weigh in on that. I mean, I think that that's just a bunch of circus stuff that's going on. Um, they already know what they're going to do before it happens. And uh, even Obama and, and, and the Republican, they all good friends. And uh, it's just it's just something just to keep just to keep American people on edge and keep them dumb and stupid. 
because these very same people who are making decisions about whether or not we get $40 or have to pay $40 to the people we voted in the office. So, you know, America, once again, is living in the matrix, and <laughs> they need to they need to take that pill so they can wake up. Um, you know, that little $40 welfare check, you know what I'm saying, that they're trying to make sure everybody got, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's way bigger than that. So, you know, you know that was just something that you know, you know what I mean, Deshaun and Ozzy, and this this is what I missed. I, what I liked about Bush is he gave us that little check. You know, I like getting that check because that that was like a fifteen hundred dollar check that he sent to me. How Obama did that? Obama? No, that was before Obama. You're talking about the stimulus check? The stimulus check. That was before Obama. Obama. Did that stimulus check. Bush's last year in office. Yeah, I think. I think. Well, it was Bush's last year in office. He sent everybody out that stimulus yeah. check. And and what Obama did, he didn't send nobody the stimulus check. He did put a stimulus check towards like the businesses, and then and then cut our taxes a little bit. But I didn't see the actual fifteen hundred dollar check in my mailbox. Yeah, I don't know how to do some research. I'm pretty sure Obama was the one that got us that stimulus check. I'm just gonna be real with you. <laughs> What'd you say? Was well, I'm gonna I'm I'm think I'm gonna think of it like this, man. I mean, we really need to wake up in America and. We really, first off, when we start talking about these Obamas and these Bush people, we really need to really do our homework on on the history of, of America's government. And then we really need to do our homework on the families, like the Bush families and, and Obamas and Clintons and all these different people and see who's really in power. And we need to do... Uh, uh, we need to we need to do history on people like Hank Paulson when when Obama first came in and Timothy Geithner you know and and Bernanke and all these different people you know um, I think that we so focused on what Obama's doing even though he's someone who was put in the office and he's just the president of a corporation and I don't believe he has no real power at all um, um, I just think we all he's history. Yeah, we, yeah, we found out he don't have no. He, he don't have no. We, we know he don't got no power unless Congress give him the power to do something or the Senate. He know he can't. He can't bust a grape. He can't make no moves. Mm-hmm. He, can't, he can't make no moves. And if we do the, and, and as, as an African American person, if we do the history on the Democrats, you know, we just as African American people, we just became Democrats in the last fifty years. And I had a nice discussion with my father about that because if you go back to the Civil War. It was the Democrats that enslaved the African-American people. General Lee and all those guys were Southern Democrats, and, and Abraham Lincoln and all those guys were Republicans. And the Democrats is the ones who created Jim Crow laws, and I can go on down the line. So as we choose our sides, as we, you know, go into relations to Kwanzaa, how we had to find our own cultural identity, um, uh, we need to do that in, in, in politics too as well because, you know, I pushed the last election in 2008 was not voter registration but voter education. And yeah. we can go back into the years of the politics and, and look at who did what, what what happened, and so forth and so on. You know what I'm saying? You can kind of come up with some of the stuff yourself. Um, when it comes to what's going on with the money in America, the money is run by the big bankers. We need to wake up to that. The, the money is run by the central banking uh, community, which is the world bankers. And, and, and we, you know, it's the, the, the Federal Reserve is, the, is, is privately owned, and they loan us money at a percentage, and they keep us in debt and keep us further in debt, and we and they come on with these fear tactics. So I don't know about all of this stuff, man, that, that everybody's talking about. I just think is in America you got to try to make as much money as you can make. What they gonna do with the taxes, all that type of stuff? That's just a bunch of 
political wrangling that they do and stealing money and doing whatever else they do. So I think that we need at this point in time right now is not to be so much involved in, in, in the politics itself, but to get the history and the education of what's taken place in the past and then become involved in the politics. And, and you know, that's, that's what I feel about everything. So as far as the stimulus money that's being passed out to us right now so we can have that extra $40 thing, they're going to find another way to get the money out of us. I mean, it's continuously paying. Uh, Obama, Obama's a part of the elite now, so he's rolls he's rolls with them. You know, we heard the same thing from David D when he was on earlier, and and I'm sure we all kind of feel the same. Uh, you know what we need? You know what we see now? I, this this is what we see in the uh, in, in in Washington. We see dead people. Yeah. You need to go get that by BigOmeasyMusic.com. Hold on, we got a phone call right now. Two oh nine. Two oh nine. What's up? Who this? 209. Yo. All right. Uh, they, probably, they probably want to listen. You about to bump that shit? Play that shit, man. Bump that shit real quick. Go to BigOldMeasyMusic.com. Get the free download. Duality. Yo, yo, what's Hello. up? What's good? What's up, Kitchen Radio. The Big Cheese, man. What's up, Big Cheese? What's cracking with you? Oh, uh, man, we just shooting this shit. What you got going? Yeah, it's out here in San Jose right now, just chilling. Out here in San Jose? Oh, yeah. man, money macking on a million, man. Yeah, you know what it is, man. That's what's up, man. Thank you for calling in, man. Yeah, he on the thing. What's up, son? You on here? What's out there, man? I ain't seen you in a minute, bro. Yeah, I'm still around. You still around? Yeah, absolutely. Big old, what big old at? Big old over here? Yeah, man. What's up with the player? What's up, big guy? We have fun in Vegas, man. Oh, uh, you already know. <laughs> so what, what, what y'all talking about right now? About the video? Oh, uh, man. We talk. We talking about the video. We talk about uh, Kwanzaa, just everything. You got something to say about the video, though? I mean, the video was cool. I ain't got nothing, you know. It was a good look for the day. Yeah, that's the consensus I've been getting. I guess it's just, it's just, I guess it's just certain motherfuckers that feel a certain way, right? Yeah, man, that's just hate motherfuckers. though. You feel me, bro? There you go. You know what I mean? Exactly. Motherfuckers mad because they didn't get invites. You feel me? I mean, how, how can the next person invite you somewhere if it's supposed to be a closed room? You know what I mean? A little session. That's real talk. I mean, that's real. T- that's the realest thing that somebody in the said all day. And I tell you what, yeah, if you want to see the what the background footage was going on. Franzen was there, djfranzentv.com on YouTube, DJ Franzen TV. DJ Franzen, he was there with them filming everything, so you can go to Franzen TV on YouTube and, and watch some of that. Real quick, let's get into this day of people before the, before the people listening don't get a chance to listen to it. BigOldMeasyMusic.com, download that Duality EP for free, F-R-E-E. Yep. And it's not going to be free too long because he's going to make some some money off of that shit. Oh, uh, you already know. Please <laughs> so leave that. Get it while it's hot. Take it out. You have something to say? Call right now. 714-694-4150. Soul Kitchen Radio. I see him. Yeah, I think you see him too. We got that money just the same as you. The difference is we do it for the team. We paper chasing while you waiting, man. We moving me. Me. 
I see him, yeah, I think you see him too. We got that money just the same as you. The difference is we do it for the team. Big paper chasing while you waiting, man, we moving. Yeah, they walking around, but still they deaf and they dumb. Yeah, they sick in the head, they kill they own just for fun. They have no courage, no creed, throwing no action is dead. Narcissistic, unrealistic shit that you be a fan. Sound like a vibe out of faith, by the body cut, yeah, that's all. You on the side, I'm on the side, you think that way and you fall. Fuck them and feed them how you see them, we don't deserve the ball. Bring that zombie shit around me, bro, I'm breaking your jaw. I think big, you think small, you sort of stuck in your ways. I'm in the now and the future, you in the past and the day. You wanna eat out my brain, cause you don't know what to do. Most of them niggas think they got it, but they have not a clue. They got too easy to reach, hard headed, make us all fast. Move around with no emotion, man, how long will it last? Only time to come around so they can drink out your glass. I come back on this shoe, bring the ghost out your ass. Him, yeah, I think you see him too. We got that money just the same as you. The difference is we do it for the team. We paper chasing while you waiting, man. We moving me. I see him, yeah, I think you see him too. We got that money just the same as you. The difference is we do it for the team. We paper chasing while you waiting, man. We moving me. Close my eyes and I rekindle rise yeah. My soul soldiers, yeah. pistol told us that they lost their lives yeah. So I do this with pride, every verse I scream to five I rep the block at all costs till my life subsides Many have tried to talk this talk but then they couldn't prove it And some have tried to walk my walk but they ain't been through it I'm off this fluid, spitting fluid, I'm a beast with music You say you do it, you the truest but you've yet to prove it You niggas losing, ain't no movement, just your gums moving My click is proven on the block and now we rock Music, underrated, most hated, got them conversating. Them boys that made it, they the greatest, they so dedicated. Hard grind, hard rhymes, push a hard line. Hard times, hard minds, so the Glock's prime. Not hard to find, yeah, it rhymes, but I mean mine. It's just my time, give me mine, watch the villain shine. I see him, yeah, I think you see him too. We got that money just the same as you. The difference is we do it for the team. We pay for chasing while you waiting, man, we moving me. I see him, yeah, I think you see him too. We got that money just the same as you. The difference is we do it for the team. We pay for chasing while you waiting, man, we moving me. I see him all the time, a waste of breath and rhyme, bullshitting with yourself, jacking off the grind, spend as much time walking as you do talking, you on some bout to do shit, and that's where you lost it, I'm trying to move the ice cream before the shit softens, get it and gone, my time don't come often, can't even lie, I've been guilty of the same crime, resuscitate myself and now you got a new grind, return to the dead to resident evil, I'm born again but all I see is dead people, get thee behind me if they ain't grinding, lay your spirit to rest with my ungodly rhyming, I'm feeling this man is perfect timing, buckle down and bang out and I bribe be shining, boogie the apparition on a mission to find him, you're telling ghost stories, I don't listen to lying. Him, yeah, I think you see him too. We got that money just the same as you. The difference is we do it for the team. Big paper chasing while you waiting, man, we moving me. I see him, yeah, I think you see him too. We got that money just the same as you. The difference is we do it for the team. Big paper chasing while you waiting, man, we moving me. 
Soul Kitchen Radio. Yeah, man. Y'all pick up that duality. Big ol' MeasyMusic.com. Free download. While supplies last. Before I take that link down. Yeah. Keep pushing. Smell me. Actually on iTunes, too, if you want to go get that, too. You smell me. Uh, Sean Kennedy. Yeah. Sean, you on? Yeah, I'm still right here, man. Yeah, so what's your what's your words of man, what you think uh what you think what you think we need to do, man? What you what's your philosophy, man? What you think we need to do as far as, you know, us collectively as a whole, all the artists collectively? Well that's a, that's I mean, collectively it's kinda hard to get the artists on the same page because artists naturally compete against one another. So unless they're actually on the same team, it's always gonna be this competitive spirit that they're going to have to try to put out the best record or do the most tours or have the first platinum record. Um, so it's kind of hard to answer that question. I just um, think, you what, know what, what, what to be, I, not to, I think, I think, when, I think to be honest with you, when everybody stopped trying, all the new artists stopped trying to compare themselves to 40 and, and uh, too short and all, like they, they, they didn't already put down the heaviest demonstrations. I don't think nobody ever be able to do that again. I just think everybody need to let that go and everybody need to, you know, blaze their own trails, man, and try to make they try not to make them the same mistakes as other other artists may have. You know what I mean? Whether it be drugs or whatever, whatever you know. And everybody needs, just need to make their own mark. And and one more thing I want to add to that, man. Education, man. One thing about the music industry, it doesn't offer like some education class. So you kind of got to learn from the people who've already been through it. And I think that you know people like E40, myself, Too Short. You know, people been in the business for a while from different levels, from artists to promotions to management or whatever. If you're that person out here in the Bay Area and we're talking about the Bay Area, I think that we need to start stepping up and really start trying to educate people, you know, on what it is, you know, various things from the Internet to the streets, you know what I'm saying? And once they get that knowledge, then they can make more strategic decisions about what they want to do because, as we know, this game is um, the music industry is very strategic and it's all about capturing the demographic. And I see right now that we're not doing that. Like, take Twitter, for instance. If our demographic for rap music is between the age of 13 and 23 years old, then I would say the bulk of the kids who are, are, are watching 106 in Park and things of that nature aren't even on Twitter. There's their high school students. So we, we have put ourselves in a position where we think that this fan base is here when it's actually not. Only a certain percentage of it is, and it proves itself when we rely totally on the Internet. So I think through education, uh, first and foremost, to, so we can become a collective out here is one of the things that we need to do first because there's a lot of people that work in the industry, from radio to promotions, like I said before, artists that have been very successful, and now it's time to give back to the new generation so they don't uh, make the mistakes that this generation is making. That's what's up. There it is. Man, so I, what would be your advice to a new artist coming out? My advice for a new artist coming out is to 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 learn to learn the game and and understand it, and um, and you know hone in on your craft. And of course, you know that's something you do. That's a gift. Uh, but there's much more than just being an artist when you step outside. Here, the, the way I see artists is that nothing can exist without them creating the art. There's no manager, there's no promoter, there's no radio station, there's no DJ until that artist creates that art. So that artist is actually 100% in control of his art. So the artist needs to understand the percentage and stuff that he has to give out of his art so he can be successful. 
So I think that the most successful people, like Jay-Z and Master P and Lil Wayne and them, those are the people who are full control of their art to a certain degree and know exactly what they want to do with it, know where they want to put it. You know, so that's what I think. That's what I think um, artists should do. I mean, be an artist and also um, educate yourself. Like, let's let's take for instance, how many artists knows that they can get venue sound scan? They can sell their material at the sound scan at, at the venue, report their um, their records to sound scan themselves through venue management, and get sound scan sales out of every show they do. Wow. I can't even name one artist that's even doing that. I mean, mm-hmm. there's only maybe a couple of artists that's doing that. And that's Tech Nine probably doing that. No, he's doing it. I mean, yeah. Tech, but, no, Tech Nine. We can't compare Tech Nine. Tech Nine is a major artist almost. Tech Nine has a record right now that has 163,000 scans, and he has another record that has 100,000 scans. Tech Nine has sold independently over 500,000 records by himself this year. He 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 is a major artist. When you look at his business and the way he's doing it, uh, you know. Chameleonaire posed a question last week on Twitter, and he said, would you much rather sell 50,000 units on iTunes and be a number one artist, or would you rather sell 100,000 units, 200,000 units to your fans and, and not be on the charts at all? And my tweet back to Chameleonaire was, I would rather sell 200,000 units to my fans and register myself with SoundScan and report my own numbers to SoundScan and still be number one on the chart. There you go. There it is. What's up? Do the whole package. That's it. You got to do the whole package. You can't do the whole thing. You can't, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, easy. we're getting this independent money. Let, let me give you another example. I've ran into so many artists that said that they sold 53,000 records off the trunk. I sold 100,000 records off the trunk, nigga. I'm like, okay, cool. You did that, right? <laughs> but, but that's fine, right? You know, when you're in business and you're a legal, legitimate business, you go get a business license, fictitious business name, you get a reseller's permit, and you register that, and you and you pay your taxes on your sales. So right. even if you were selling, even if you sold 53000 out of the trunk, you should have 53000 receipts of the money that you made, and you should have proper accounting practices that you would have an accountant that could keep track of all that. And you want to know what? If you sold 53000 out the trunk, do you know that you can register with SoundScan once again? And if you go through the proper accounting practices, that you can report those numbers, and those numbers are just as legitimate as any retail store? See, this is the education that's missing in these record label camps. You know, you got record camps right now that don't even have contracts with the people who work for them. You know what I'm saying? You have people, I've had people call me up and say, yo, Sean, I want you to work for me. And I go, well, what's the offer? And then they want me to write the offer letter to them, and they're asking me to work for them. But you know what, you know what, you know what, Sean? You know what, Sean, is that, you know, um, me me being privy to a lot of these meetings, especially during the hype movement, man, there was so many artists like Jay Stylins and Keeks and, and a bunch of other people that had big deals on the table that didn't take them deals, and everybody know that. So we so it's like now at this point we have to give these labels a reason to come back. You smell me, and it's only gonna come back. I think it's only gonna they only gonna trust somebody like a like a like a Bay Area baby, somebody that they trust with their money, and, or or you know a DJ Khaled or somebody that they know they're gonna get their money to and they're gonna get product without like you said tainted tainted artists, uh, you know taking the money and fucking it off or getting busted or something doing something stupid. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna take. It takes it. It does. It definitely does take the machinery in order to get where you want to go. You know, what I mean, you, I mean, unless I mean, it's a whole bunch of uh, wannabe Mac Millers 
you know, running around that. But but if, you, if they had that same little push, you know what I mean, then, then they know they could probably be there. And that's just that's them not ha- being able to handle their own business. That's somebody else handling their business for them. Well, I think, I think when it comes to the Bay Area and that time and that place, and a lot of people were calling me too as well, asking about these type of artists you just mentioned because I had a record store or whatnot. Um, I think, and I look at what happened with these artists like Clyde Carson and Fab and everything, honestly, knowing the business and everything and knowing how, you know, New York functions and L.A. functions and the people that sign in these people, because they be New York dudes, you feel me? I don't really want to see a anyway. So I, what I really think, I commend some of the artists, because if they didn't have a real record that was really fit to come out and not doing a deal for whatever kind of money, just put them on a hook. Because, look, Fab Record never came out. And Clyde Carson's record never came out. And if you ask me, they had taken up so much of the market share with spins because of the hyphy movement that the major left, you know, puffy them was calling going, what the fuck is this bass shit on? on, the, on oh, we need that market. Fuck them niggas. So let's go ahead, what, what record labels do, let's go ahead and invest a million dollars into the market. That ain't nothing. Let's buy these dudes up, throw them on the shelf, don't release their record, and continue with the same DJ Khaled and Puffy we've been pushing. And that ain't oh, yeah. nothing. Just to get just to get back market share, and the you know whole thing, and so the whole talking. thing, and it's like it's like a it's like a double edged sword, especially like you know like you were saying with Fab, it's like is if you, I mean, he, you put in all that work, dude, and going to New York and doing all that, the, the numbers don't lie. These people, these people check sound scans, and it's almost like damn, this dude just put in all that work and only did this amount of units. It's like real discouraging, you know what I'm saying? It's like damn, like. You know, everybody gonna feel a certain way. Like, especially if you like Jada Kiss or whoever was, you know, on on the, on the album, you'd be like, "Damn, that's all Son did." Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't even charge Son, and that's what Son did. Like, you feel me? Hey, how many how many major how many artists get signed to a major deal and like never drop an album? Like, never get the chance. Oh, to oh, many artists does that? Hello. Oh, all the time. I remember when uh, right now can't come out. Yeah, I remember. When, <laughs> I remember when, talk, uh, I mean, when Young Lay. I remember when Young Lay signed with Atlantic from uh, from from YBB, and they didn't even put this shit out. They ran that single, that that, that New Jersey Drive single. The rest, they, they didn't even put them out. Why is that though? Because probably the people are out there. That probably was the plan. You never know. Maybe they didn't get what they wanted, or maybe you know the people didn't really didn't really like them anyway. Just signed them for whatever, just so they can have that market. So, so, so that so that artists can't release anything, you know. So I mean, you know, you get on a major label, you got restraints, and they've right. invested money, and you can't pay the money back. I mean, you that's just to your contract in. That's for, I mean, I remember I remember going up there when when Kyrie and and Duraka bought up that whole damn court because they signed that that ten million ten million dollar deal with Atlantic, and ended up having to give all that shit back or or however that went. That was crazy. But those are the times, man. That's how it is. The music industry well, is a trip. And well, that's I, what I, got a question. I mean, I think, I think you know, when you get those number one spots, you have a lot of opportunities open for you if you're able to parlay your your your, your popularity into other other avenues, whether it's being a spokesperson for a brand or, or creating your own brand. But what I really want to understand, and maybe, you know, we can help me understand this, um, why are artists only dropping music on iTunes now? I mean, we already know that retail ain't what it used to be, but it still accounts for like 60% of sales to 50% of sales. So why are artists only dropping in one area now? 
I mean, you are, you know, I understand iTunes, you can still singles and everything. Single sales are up. It's, it's like the old days again where cats is buying lots of singles. Um, but the question is, once again, why are we dropping free albums on iTunes and not that's, never put nothing on the shelf? That's what I'm, I mean, that's, that's, that's my thing. I mean, like, like Omizi said, he's going to, he's going to lock his shit down eventually. Uh, we have Bueno on, he, he just, he announced his album. That's a free album. Uh, but it's an exclusive. It's in one exclusive area. We the West. Why? I mean, shout out to Bueno. That's my dog. I don't know what his marketing strategy is behind that. We're we're into digital records now, so you can drop anywhere. Honestly, you know, it's a digital record. You don't have to manufacture. So, what will make you go exclusively a particular outlet? What's the marketing plan behind that? So, what are you looking to gain from that? Yeah, I don't, uh, as far as on the Wheel West, John, I don't know, but I didn't I know they was doing that shit. I thought they was just videos. I didn't know you could download a whole album on Wheel West. You know, oh, and, yeah. and if you are if you if you are downloading Wheel West, is it is it reporting to Nielsen's? You know, there's a lot of questions to be asked when when dropping any kind of record right now, and how you gonna put it out? Me, you know, what I'm saying that R and D research and development is very crucial at this stage of the game. And, and you know, I mean, like, I want to, this question right here now, I don't know where the money is coming from nowadays, but back in the 90s, I mean, uh, you know, early 2000s, you know, 2005, I had little flip trucks up in 2008 or whatever. But the question is that how come artists aren't investing into the street uh, uh, collateral now to to get out there? You know, like, what, where is that? Why is that not happening? So how would you Because that, that's, that art, man, that art. That's a that's a you know once they start finding people you know like for putting up posters and shit and and, and people getting fined I think people just stop doing it and and, and was, so many people so many people got flyers bro like once you get a flyer man that shit is gone they don't throw it on the floor or something like so it's like you know I mean if you if you gonna make t-shirts you better have you better have a big budget it really it really comes down to the budget dude like. You know, a lot of people. You know, you can only sell so much weed, and you ain't selling yola like back in the days where you where you get twenty five, thirty stacks, and you you know get rap vehicles and do all that. Because then, you know, haters gonna be on your helmet anyway. But it's like, you know, it's like the 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 cast the cast the earth the jerk to the world. The people that got they got names. You know, once they put out their product, they product, and, and and people see the results ain't 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 uh ain't all that. Then you know, people to be like, well, I ain't finna do that. I ain't finna uh. Invest, you know, five thousand into, into these records, get them in the stores, and if it ain't a hot week, if, if it ain't a hot week where you got somebody like, you know, you got Jeezy or somebody that's that's you know coming out just around the same time, ain't gonna be no traffic at 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 these different outlets for people to just go in there in droves and have lines around the corner, you know, like E40 with you know he you know at, with lines down the street with you know four five six hundred people ready to buy this shit. It's just like, you know, they, they people only believe the hype. They only believe the hype and. and you know, like the demonstration that that folks like Tiger put down on World Star, you know, with with you know a, with video you know demonstrations where they you know at the strip clubs and they you know at the concerts and all that. It's a lot of work you got to put in and a lot of money you got to put in to to keep up. You smell me visually, you got to keep up nowadays. Yeah, Dejan had a question. Go ahead, Dejan. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say because you was uh you know you were talking about artists only releasing digitally. Like, how would you advise somebody go about distributing uh album? You know, it's so easy to do it digitally too. So that's well, well, that's you know, I mean, you could you could record you could record an album today and have it on iTunes in three weeks. You know, because you got nah, shit. You can have it on you can have it on iTunes in two days. 
Right. But but right. Then it, it doesn't have to have a release date and all well, it's like ten days or something? Well you can put no you can put that motherfucker out literally you can give me your album right now and I can have it on iTunes in two days. Wow. So, so talk about that, Sean. Um, but you know what? But one thing I want, but one thing, but once, just when it's on iTunes, bro, and you're not tripping on no first week sales, dude. You know, like, you know, like it's like my first project. You know, I put out my first project myself. Now, every every month and a half, if I when I check my account, it's gonna be some bread there. You smell me? And that's that's you know, as long as I keep renewing my woo wop, you know, that's gonna be there for the rest of my life. And until I then I give my password to my kids, and they're gonna be able. You know what I'm saying? So once we get past this first week shit, you know, everybody's stressed out trying to, trying to, oh, man, you only did this first week shit. But long as it's catalog, long as your catalog is out there, you smell me just like, you know, everybody else got catalog, that shit going to be there forever. You know what I'm saying? That shit ain't going nowhere no time soon. As long as you keep it out there, you know, you, you never know. You might have a hit right now, and that makes somebody go buy your whole catalog. Right, right. Or, or something, I mean, something know, drastic might happen. Go ahead, Sean. Well, J- JT, the bigger figure, can really talk about that because he had catalog of the asshole, and he got aggregators that's out there pushing this shit all day, so he's getting them royalty checks, them sales checks and everything. And, you know, once again, you know, it depends on where you're trying to be. You write about the catalog, and that's the reason why I laugh at people talking about the major labels are going to go under. How could they when an the Elvis sells uh, platinum every week? That's you real. Can't, you can't. You can't go platinum. You can't when the four tops are still selling. You can't. You That's know real. when the records, <laughs> records still selling. I mean, the record labels ain't going nowhere. This just they still talking about the new money because the catalog records is ridiculous, right? Okay, right. Bob Marley's still selling. Been dead thirty years, right? He's still selling, right? right? Whoever you assigned to, Warner Brothers Capital, still making money, right? That's right? real. Right. And you never gonna go nowhere. Bob Marley just sold a half a million records out the Bay Area. So I mean, you know what I'm saying on, on one record. So. um, um you write about that, and it depends on, you know, Sting still gets a royalty check from Roxanne and $1,000 a week, yeah. something he's talking about. So, of course, that's going to happen when you release a, a catalog, when you have a catalog, and that's what I laughed about with SMC out here. Everybody signed the SMC and was laughing out of one album deal, but what they ended up doing was getting all of the Barry to sign to them. And so now they don't just got one album, they got fucking 32 fucking albums, a catalog. They made a catalog. And they own them, ten. They, they own them whole catalogs. Man, they made a catalog. I laughed. I said, Will got to be the smartest person going. I said, they made a cult catalog off the Bay Area in two years. And now they ain't got to do nothing. All the Bay Area records gonna keep on selling, and ain't nobody going to even ask a check for the sale. They're going to sell their onesies and twosies and onesies and twosies for the next 500 fucking years, and Ralph and them still going to keep, keep, keep getting paid. So, that's I mean, real. that's right about that. But if we going back to talking about releasing records and everything, you can only release a record on the budget that you have. You can that's only real. do the best thing that you can do on the money that you have. So that's that. What it is is not the money that you have. Is what you do with your money and how strategic you are about putting it out in whatever area that you're putting it out in. So if you release it on iTunes, maximize that. Use every outlet that you can use to promote that, and you learn those outlets through research. If you're putting through iTunes and retail in just a certain market, maximize that. Know what you're getting into before you do it. Do your do your do your um your homework before you do it. So. To answer the retail question, I would say that you can only do what the money that you have to do. Digital seems to be the way because it don't cost no money. You ain't gotta you ain't gotta pay for the artwork. You ain't gotta pay for the uh, you ain't gotta pay for the, uh, um, the the hard copies and stuff that you gotta send out. But if you ask me, since fifty percent of the sales are still retail, I would try to get it there. But well, you can still go to Rasputin's. You can still go to Rasputin's and just do consignment, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, you know, Bounce, 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 
Dallas will take in some units. He'll 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 bring it in, and you got to get out there and work your record. And yep. just like the Gorilla Pits, I, I I give you a success story. I hope so. The Gorilla Pits, they just dropped a, a Monster Squad record, and they were able to sell about 130 a week for like five weeks because they got out there and promoted around all the stores and 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 drove sales. They got out there and gave people shirts for sales and all type of different things, things you got to do to drive sales. But as a result of that, they ended up on SoundScan, Billboard, Bay Area charts for like five weeks straight. You see what I'm saying? And that gives yeah. them a sales history to say that they're a viable person in this market, especially in the fourth quarter when there's nobody else selling this local like that. So, I mean, it's, it, it's all about who you have on your team and what they know to do and how much money that you have to invest in what you're trying to do. No, you, you go old school. You go old school. Throw your shit in. Throw your shit in uh, and Rasputin's and sit outside with a piece of fat slice in your hand and a, and a big ass poster saying, "Go get my album inside right now." You know, and Absolutely. do that shit for about a month. That's the that's the, that's the slow nickel, and everybody wants the fast quarter. Yeah, that's that's that, I mean, that's, that's, real that's how me and but me and Sean Sean that's how that's how we met doing that shit. You know, that's that's, real that's shit for other people. So. And that, and that still works too. I mean, you could look first off. I ain't seen nobody on Twitter today talking about uh, all you. My, my son just bought a gang of Xbox shits because he just got some Xbox points and he got iTunes cards. So he bought to buy a bunch of people's music and shit today, right? I don't see nobody talking about spending an iTunes card today. I don't see nobody soliciting. You know how many people got iTunes cards? You know yep. how many people gonna buy iTunes music? You know how many people want to download some shit because they just got that started yesterday? But ain't yep. nobody promoting that. You know I mean, what I'm my saying? wife I mean, was going to buy my son an iTunes card, and I was like, why, why, why do that? Because he going to download all that shit for free, you know? That's the And that's I mean, the and that, that right but, there, bro. Come on, Joe. Come on, Joe. That's the, that's the thing right there. Hey, that's the thing right there, bro, which is why people always do that, because, you know, especially in the Bay Area, man, as soon as the album come out, that shit is bootlegged. We're the most bootlegged cats on the planet. You smell me? Uh, New York, they, New York used to be the number one bootleg capital before they before the popo start, you know, running them, pre, them them folks off the streets and whatnot and shutting down a lot of them street vendors. But when you can just download, and, you know, get the link and download that thing, and somebody else put it down on the link, it is what it is, man. It's gonna it's gonna, it's gonna so you might as well to some degree get that shit away to, for free to create some kind of buzz and let you know make sure people hear it because you know it is economic times and people ain't got no gouda. So you want you don't want them just to not have your shit. You want them to be like, all right, well, let me give you the MP3 verse, another John, and 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 do a couple of remixes and sell them, and you know what I mean. But I see the majors. I see the, every, if you look at hiphopblog.com and all that, and and all hiphop.com, and all you see is these major artists giving away free music every day. But they also release albums too. And and um, and I think the practice of being giving away free music has always been there. I've been promoting a long time. I've always given away snippets. I've always given away sing, CD singles. I used to give them away by the boatload. I used right. to stuff all type of gift bags with, with the giving away free music. I don't think that's changed. I just think that the giving away free music is now on the Internet. But, right, exactly. exactly. But, exactly. But back then, Sean, it used to be you give away a free single or a snippet and then – that would entice the 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 people to go buy the album because no more was on sale. Not no more. You gotta have about four of them. Yeah. Well, sales are definitely down now as opposed to five years ago. 
and sales are down and everything now, the housing market and everything everywhere else. So the record label, I just you know, I just posted an interview with Buster Rhymes that talks about the retail. So I'm gonna post that so y'all can check it out. Um, or y'all can search M9001 on YouTube, and you'll see the the, the, the interview that I did with Busta Rhymes about hip-hop losing retail. And Busta Rhymes said that, you know, I don't think hip-hop's losing retail. I think every part of the industry is taking a hit, too. It's not hip-hop just losing losing retail. It is it, it, everybody's losing retail. So, I mean, I, we are definitely living in a new day, you know what I'm saying, where sales are definitely down. But it just goes to show you that, you know, Michael Buble, his sales aren't down. Um, records like Adele, her sales aren't down. She's five million records with two records on the charts. Drake and them sales are down from from. I just, as a matter of fact, I just posted an interesting article about that too. You know, little if if you if you say Little Wayne sold eighty thousand records alone in the Bay Area, cash money amongst three records, would you consider that sales being down? No, it's just certain people got bigger buzzes than others. And unfortunately, Lil Wayne and them is hot, sizzling hot right now. They've been hot for a minute, you know, and, and so they hot people buying their records. You know, T.I. didn't sell as many as he did. He got all this play going to jail and everything, but his last record only went gold. How about that? Cool John and Love Brands, how they doing? Cool John, Cool John, Cool John. I've been swagging all day. How about how about those dudes? Those dudes, those dudes I mean. Are they popping they up on the, on the charts? I mean, they ain't selling nothing. I mean, they get some radio. Right, I mean, right. but we know. I mean, we know everybody thinks you, everybody think because you're on the radio, you you clocking. You ain't clocking just because you're on the it's, radio. It's funny you, know you can hear it every day in in in, in on KML, but the minute you go out of the Bay Area, you ain't gonna hear it no more. So, but you got to understand what's behind that. Like I tweeted again, I said I can't wait to see how the record sales go with the artists who have radio DJs behind them. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Once again, man, because they just think that that radio. First off, man, you know, you know, our radio station in our market doesn't it doesn't really go with, especially with local artists sales. So you take a irk to jerk and all those type of guys that may spend a hundred times a week on KMEO radio, and it doesn't translate. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if you if you're a, a major label looking at that, you're gonna say there got to be a little bit more translation. Than that, and from what I understand from a reliable source, Irk the Jerk actually lost the deal because of that. He wow. had a deal on the table, and it didn't translate right. And uh, they released a single because he was being an artist, and instead of listening to the proper management, and um, and 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 messed the deal up. I just got uh, a single too, Carpool. I just got that from uh, from. I guess I guess his new label is Doug at India's Fuck. That's a, that's their new stuff. India's fuck. That's their new right, label right. or something. So. Well, man, I'm not mad at an artist who can make a living off of what he's doing independently. You know what I'm saying? And ain't selling a multi-million records. You know. But all I can say is this: if you have any sort of college degree or something, you could probably put yourself in a position where you can make a hundred thousand dollars a year with less distress and less the hating. So if you ask me, what I would no, be real. a popular dude that make a a a, a, a uh, $100,000 a year, and then I'm not paying any. First off, once again, man, 
we talking about artists that I would love to see their business because art they, they artists full time. So are they paying in their social security at all? Are they paying? It? We we I would love to see where these people are gonna be at fifty five, sixty years old when this shit is over with. So real. all of this stuff, all of this stuff for the short short term seems fine and dandy because Earth may get a little extra ass right now, and and um and he's unpopular in this area. But no, that's what I'm hollering. That's what I'm gonna tell Dejan right here, sitting next to me about when when we get off is about about getting your business license, getting a starting your own shit, get an EIN number, go down, get you a little bank account, and then every time you sell a record, whether it be on the street, you know you got a smartphone, you could you could you could take credit cards now with a with a Square app, you yep. know, and, and and email or text somebody real quick a a, a receipt. Ninety nine cent that should go straight to your bank account, man. Just just build up that bank account, build up that EIN number and, and make your ass make this shit a business and do it right. You know, we always we always say we always say if I you know, I always say, man, if I walked around if I walked around with my car payment, my house payment, my light payment, my water payment, my all my payments in my pocket, I, I it'd be looking like I'm balling out of motherfucking control. But I got a bank account and I got credit cards and I got, you know, shit that you know what I mean, where it's supposed to be where it's able to be tracked and shit, so that if I if I do want to get a car loan or I want to get a house or something, I can I can say I can say here goes my paper. This shows that I pay these bills and this this is you know I'm in, you know like how you say take the blue pill. It's like you have to be if you want to make if you want to get something out of this society, man. You got to be on paper, bro. Otherwise, you ain't gonna move. Right, exactly. That's real talk. So that's the problem with us right now. It's not a real business. I mean, we're not doing those things that you just said. I mean, you 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 got to take a certain amount of money out of uh, of what you make or what you bring in or whatever, so you can pay all your necessary taxes and necessary health care insurance and all those type of things. And then you know what I'm saying? When our health fails us or or something happens or our house gonna get took, we ain't got shit to fall back on. So I see everybody today. But the bigger plan is to live for tomorrow, and so everybody be all popular today and have all this shit and be popular and everything. But in the long run, when I'm jumping off the diving board in the back of my swim pool off some real retirement money and some Social Security money about to come in because I've been stacking for the last 25 years, $100. (laughs) Don't get mad at me when I cash out that life insurance policy. Don't get mad at me when I've been saving since my kids have been born and they're going to Harvard because there was a plan involved. And it wasn't about, you know what I'm saying, uh, wearing the biggest, fattest gold chain. But, you know, you got to have costume jewelry so when you're out there. You know what I'm saying? Right. All of that, man. I, what I was going back to the original thing about what to teach these people out here, the first and foremost thing that I see in not just the Bay Area, but in the rap music alone, because when you look at the top 100 billboard charts, as far as the, all the rappers in the nation, the top 100, it's only limited. You know what I'm saying? And if you start breaking that down into who's coming out of where, it's going to be, you know, 30% coming out the South, 4% coming out of New York. And the top 100, we only got – the top 100 rap, we only got three uh, West Coast rappers. I think the last week was Snoop Dogg, Game, and Fab. Wow. That was it. On the West Coast, on the top yeah. 100. You see what I'm saying? I mean, so, I mean, when we look at that across the country – I would say that there's a lot of people, not just the Bay, all over the country that needs business one-on-one when it comes to just handling business, the business end of your company. Before, you know, 
like we talked about before, your taxes, your 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 accountants, and and what it takes to actually be in business. But as soon as we make a profit, we sell it. It's it's like this. It's like me owning my record store and making money every day and taking the money off the register and spending it on my personal shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like your company's business is never going to grow. Is is how can it? You're going to be bankrupt in a minute. So I, I, you know, once again, when it comes to these labels, um, especially these independent hustlers out here with this music, first and foremost, it is about your art, making the best art you can make, and then after that, it's about learning the business and opening up your business properly so you can reap the benefits of a, of a business. If you fuck around and show sales, you might fuck around and, and get a loan from a bank. You might partner up with a bank, and that's another thing to do. You, <laughs> you know, you learn it from all the millionaires and billionaires. The bank is your best partner yes. at the end all of right. the day. That's real. It, it was another dope show. Any last words, Sean? Say that again. Any last words before we before we cut I this just said them all. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> everybody happy New Year. I think everybody probably tired of hearing my mouth anyway right now. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I wish everybody luck in 2012. I hope that people um, um, take information and really turn their you know turn um, turn their business to successful businesses and really try to run them like that. So. No, we're gonna, we're gonna be on our New Year's Day next next week. I think that's Monday, right? New Year's yeah. Day is Monday, so yeah. yeah, we'll be on our New Year's Day and uh, and we'll be wishing Happy New Year's to everybody and all that stuff. Any last words for Tiny? Uh, no, yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm just feeling blessed to be here today to take in all this. All right, cool. Well, Mizzy. Yeah. We're about man. That's what's up, man. To y'all, twenty uh, twelve, man. Hope everybody make it. Everybody drive safe. The whole thing. We're going to meet the music guy. Keep that Kwanzaa going, man. Happy Kwanzaa, yeah. everybody. Hell yeah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Unity Day. You guys go unite with your families today. Happy Unity. Dig it. Uh, and, then, and then we'll go from there. Let's see if hey, come on. So next time, next time, buy your son some iTunes cards so you can keep the practice of buying music alive. Yeah, tell him to buy Big Old Meezy Music and everybody hey, else. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I'll go to BigOldMeezyMusic.com and get that free download right now. Do that shit. <laughs> Do it. It's good. That's it. I, I asked him how many how many hits he got on that. Uh, you know, a few hundred already. I wish that translated into money though. Nah, it's good. I'm still I'm still up and coming. I, I'm do, I'm doing my footwork. I got I got to pay the wages. I got to do shit that other body, everybody else did too. So fucking, I ain't no different. It's all good, man. All right. Until next week, everybody. Don't forget every Sunday this Sunday, week 17, the last week of the NFL league, we're doing Super Bowl Super Bowl for fantasy football, and then we got everybody we got Memphis Lou. Uh, uh, Teddy from from Florida. Everybody be on that show 9 a.m. to kick off every Sunday. We do it live on Soul Kitchen Radio. We out till next week. Peace. Oh boy. Peace. Soul Kitchen Radio.